0: This, okay, right. I don't want any of this gold to go unre- unrecorded. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't hear, we're talking uh-huh. about... Okay, people on the live stream have already heard this, but Dan's taking his dog to the vet, and it's going to cost 3000 Fred says, I wouldn't pay it. Then Dan said something else, and then Fred said this. That price doesn't include the
1: braces.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There was also a suggestion that Dan's girlfriend take Cliff to the dentist when she's going today and just sneak in an examination. (laughs) Wow. She's
1: there. Sneaking it constantly. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: While I'm here, would you mind checking my boyfriend's rotting dog's teeth?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That would be a great thing to be filming, right? Like as a prank. Oh, that's by the way, now that I right. you just have a look at my uh,
1: dog? <laughs>
0: They're like, what? <laughs> no, no. It's, I haven't. I have an appointment for eleven o'clock, but I just brought my dog, yeah. and uh, he's not feeling well. Could you look inside his
3: mouth? Yeah, I've done the research. It's cheaper to bring him to you than do with that. Yeah, I was uh, thinking, of Cliff. I was on stage
0: Friday night, and. Uh, it went great. I really, my only regret is that I didn't stop and have them, the audience react to the great Fred Patterson, uh, what was it, the Pizza joke. Dove, oh, oh, instead of the mask joke, what was that? You didn't use right. that. I, I know, I know. I should have. I wanted to. I had planned to. You didn't have the courage. No, you know why? Because it was going so well, I forgot.
3: (laughs) It was. was, was I'm going to bring it. I will tell you,
0: it was one of my best sets I've had in years, and it was going so well that I uh, just was on a roll, and then I thought about it after that, I could have easily stopped and said, "Listen, I'm going to do this joke. I need you to." What my plan was to have them react like it was the greatest joke they'd ever heard. Right. And I forgot. No. Uh, well.
2: I'm glad you didn't. It was cheesy and very flat. You no. would have sounded like Trevor Noah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: before we get to your review by, for, of Trevor Noah at the Grammys, so here's what I said, um, and I just thought of this li- literally like seconds before I went up, because I saw a few people in the audience, and it was sold out, like 250 people, but I saw a few people still wearing masks, a couple of kids in the front row. And, uh, you know, I sort of acknowledged it when I came up and I said, I'm so glad not to have to wear a mask anymore. I said, I don't know about you guys, but my mask breath was just awful. And for some reason, it that really landed. And just in the, in the moment, it, it made a... It, so then I put my hand over my mouth and I said, These, it's, the last two years, it's like, did I eat my own shit? <laughs> <laughs> and then here's when I thought of, clever. I said, I'm not sure if I should go to a doctor or a veterinarian. <laughs> I said, the inside of my mask smells like a dog's rotting
3: teeth. And I said that. So, Oh, well, I'm glad that we could oh my God. inspire you. But uh, you, you sh- go ahead. You should Save Fred's bit. Save Fred's bit. Yes. For, uh, when, you're, when you're bombing. And no.
0: Then, then <laughs> it's like just there. Have it there. Like in case of a bombing break glass. Yeah. 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 <laughs> save it for just for laughs or
2: something
1: like
0: that. Yeah. I was only supposed, yeah. I was supposed to do. Here's the thing I was supposed to do. I'm so out of practice. I was supposed to do 12 minutes. And what happens is before you go up, you say to somebody, there's somebody keeping track on a, on a timer of your time. And I, you say to that person, okay, I need you to light me at 10. That gives me a couple of minutes to wrap this thing up. And it's go, I'm, I'm not kidding. It was one of my best sets. It was really going well. And all of a sudden, I don't know how long I've been up there, but I see somebody walking back and forth in, at the back of the room with their cell phone flashing me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I realize
0: I realize, oh shit, and I look up and I see the light's been on, I don 't know how long uh. it's been on. Uh. So you I ended up
3: comedy bliss. I
0: was in comedy bliss yeah. and it was going so well. I did 16 minutes, oh. which is so unprofessional. So basically I blew through, they call it blowing through your time as opposed uh. to blowing for your time. Dead so already. all the
2: other comics, they didn't hear any of the humor. All they did was <laughs> yes. get, get pissed off that oh, you taking yeah. up their time.
0: Well, yeah. it's, you know what etiquette is part of the etiquette is for you to go. I went over to the other comics. There was only a couple and I went over to the headliner he's a buddy of mine. I said, I'm sorry. He's like pointing at his watch, but uh, you know, it's just—it doesn't happen very often. I'm—I'm I'm usually uh, pretty good with that.
2: Well, you should say that four minutes of funny prevented you from being unfunny for four
0: minutes. (laughs) Well, what I did say to him is that he had told... We we were looking at the time before the show, and he he saw his name. He says, you know, his name is Jeff. And he says, oh, 35 to 40 minutes. He says, more like 30 to 35. And so I, I basically took up four of his minutes he didn't want to do. Anyway, it doesn't matter. In the end, it was fine.
3: Will you be welcome back? Do you think? Yes, I'll be fine.
0: Oh, it, it interesting. was interesting. I was in a, I was in a, a lot of situations last week where I was around people. Um, probably the most I've been around people in a long time. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. It, was, it, it it's it's funny. It, it does take a little bit of getting used to. Like the week before, Fred and Delise, uh, Rachel and I went to a restaurant. You know, and again, it still feels a little bit. I don't know about you guys. I feel a little bit odd in, and not because I'm paranoid. Just getting used to being around people again.
3: I'm more and more afraid now, actually, of of because like I'm wanting to wear my mask. And I went to a a show on Friday night, which was you know there was some people wearing masks, some some people weren't, and I don't know. I was uh, it was really really cautious about keeping the mask on the whole time. I'm not ready yet. Just with Omicron and, and, you know, variant B2 or whatever.
1: Yeah,
2: I don't know. I am an out and about. My sobies here, I don't wear it because there's nobody in there at the hockey rink. I haven't worn it. Uh, that's really all I've... That's all I've pretty much done in the past week. Saturday, I'm going to the Jays
0: game. And uh, I'll wear it going in, I guess. No. Well, Tuesday, I was on a the set of a, a, sh- a, sh- a show... Friday night, I was in a club. Saturday night, Rachel and I went to uh, our old stomping grounds, boys. I was there at Young and Dundas, just down from Massey Hall, on uh, right next to the old Senator Freddie. Remember the oh, Sen- yeah. Senator Restaurant on Victoria? Yeah. Which is closed now, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, So there's a restaurant right next to it called the Jazz Bistro, and they have, like, uh, you eat dinner, and then they have people playing music and stuff. So I said, let's just do that, see what that's like. And there was maybe a hundred and some odd people and same wearing masks on the way in, but when you're sitting there, you're not wearing a mask. And just around a lot of, and I said to Rach, I said, it feels good to be out in the world again, but it also feels a little weird, like you're just sort of getting used to it.
2: Like, you know, at the uh, Jays game, I don't know. Friday night's the home opener. There'll be 50000 I don't know who will be there on Saturday. The team is so good, and it being a Saturday, the crowd will probably be sizable. Um, but that's one good thing about a $24 beer, right? It's like normally you'd want to go to the game and have a beer, and that means you'd have to take your mask off. Well, I'm not paying that price for a beer, so I guess I'll be
0: keeping my mask on. So will you bring so. your own beer? Will you bring, like <laughs> <own>? <laughs>
1: will you bring With a little
0: mine. B-Y-O-B? Is it, are you exaggerating? It's not $24, is it? That's a joke.
2: Well, it's ridiculous. And they, they're into this thing now. I think the last time I was at, like, ACC or Scotiabank Arena, it's like the you can only get, like, one size of a can of beer, and it's, like, something like 22 ounces, and it's, like, $25. Like, it's ridiculous. The whole con's. You know, again, it's just unfair to fans. And I I don't know what the latest will be with the Blue Jays. You know, the Blue Jays a couple of years ago came out with this. Oh, yeah, we're going to have $5 beers. Well, it was one concession on one level, and the lineup was like from here to Yeah,
0: they're still still lining up waiting to get their $5 beer. Well,
2: that's what I mean. And outside of that, the beers are the regular ridiculous price. But,
0: but I mean, it's unfair for a lot of reasons, not the least of which... Uh, if you buy a beer and you it, it 's it, by the time you drink that much beer it 's going to be mess a lot of beer that 's like two and a half yeah. beers, yeah, it is so it 's going to be warm by the time the mm-hmm. second and a half beer part mm-hmm. anyway anyway, you know the whole thing
2: sucks and like, and, and i 'm going because the team 's neat like i 'm going with a couple of guys and it 's like I'm going to do it. I don't know if I'll do it again, because I'll probably get turned
0: off by the whole thing. The lineup's going in, the price of the beer. and Well, but, you know, I, I, it's funny you say that, because I've actually... I, I thought I i knew that they were going to be in town. But I've have said this. I would love to go and um, see a game. But I don't... And, and this, I'm not being facetious, but I don't have to pay $24 or whatever it is for a beer. Because right. I'm not going to be drinking a beer. Right. But... It's the experience that I, I'd yeah. like to have. Honestly, I don't think I will either. You might
2: have a beer at a place before you go in and then look forward to one afterwards. But ah, professional sports and the pricing and everything, it's just so ridiculous. And maybe we can talk about that later in the yeah. show. I had mentioned the Buffalo Stadium and how those people are getting...
0: Chiseled. Yeah, as part of Dan's uh, news, mm-hmm. we got a bunch of other sports mm-hmm. that we'll get to. But just to finally bring it back to the idea of being out in the world again, mm-hmm. and whether you're out in the world at a baseball game or, in my case, you know, at a club, the mm-hmm. weird thing is, as we left that jazz club or the restaurant on Saturday night, Dan, Rachel and I both walked out, and it was only, you know, walking through a restaurant to the front door. And I we both realized after we hadn't put our masks on. Oh, yeah. And it was I said to her, Did you notice what was just happened? She goes, Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what it was. It just didn't it wasn't that reflex that we've all had for the last couple of years. We just walked out without it and it was I don't know, it was kinda Let I'll be honest with you, it felt good. <laughs> it did it really did. It felt like, oh, this is this is kinda normal, even though I know another wave is
3: coming. Yeah. Well, my, fr- my friend Lisa, my girlfriend Lisa. No, I mean, your her, friend Lisa? Her, her, her mom and dad have, both have it right now, and they're in their 80s. Wow. And, and uh, uh, her best friend, and uh, her husband, and uh, father, and one other person's sister in the family. All have and the new the variant, sister, the sister, BA2? You know, I, I guess so. I mean, that's what they're thinking. They all have it right now. And there's a well, co- oh, there's another couple of friends of hers that also have it at this very wow. moment, right now. Well, the numbers in England are just
2: explosive, but yep. the deaths aren't. The deaths really aren't going up, right? And again, it's another. You know how wonderful that vaccine is and has been. Like really, what it has done, and still, when I see, <laughs> you know, people slamming the vaccine or questioning the
0: vaccine, I know, it's, it's playing out exactly
2: the way they said it would,
0: but. But to uh, I think our point last week, and I'm I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure we talked quite a bit about the fact they're not reporting. The testing is basically all but stopped because yesterday, according to the Worldometer in the states, they only had 6,200 cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, we reported in Canada uh, 3,000 cases yesterday. But to your point. Uh, so the UK doesn't have a number down. it They haven't updated it. But Germany, 57, uh, 100,000 in France, 230 in South Korea.
2: But you can do the numbers off our numbers. You just multiply average out. Plus, they do the wastewater thing, right? And the wastewater is up, but it's not like super alarming at this point and again it's not it's not playing out yet in in uh icu and death
0: yeah the death so. numbers are way down um okay well that's a good pre-show i think we got a lot of stuff done there that was great thanks dan duran's <laughs> pre-show brought to you by dan duran and the pre-show <coughs>
3: uh i think that's about it well let's start the show then all right this episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast.
0: <laughs> All right, let's try it again. I mean, we had <laughs> broadcakes. <kids. laughs> this episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcaked by the cast. Uh,
3: yeah. You want to try it right, again? Let's try it again. Sure, why not? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from Humble and Fred Studios in Brampton, Toronto, and the western shores of Shimong Lake. And is brought to you by GigSky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bowdog Health Gage, and... Daddy. And now here are two men whose last genius idea was to create the Humble and French Show. And that was 33 years ago. All nah, right, come on. It's Humble and Friend.
0: Yeah, we've had uh, 16 really good ideas since then. I just came up with a number. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Brio will uh, join us a couple minutes from now. We're going to talk about the uh, world of television. I did not watch any of the Grammys was there any slapping going on no there was a couple of references I just watched from the beginning
2: um why did I watch from the beginning yeah oh cause I think Justin Bieber was nominated for eight awards I don't even know if he won any oh and oh I know why I wanted to see a Taylor Hawkins uh tribute if there was gonna be one apparently Mm. there was one but I had left the scene long before that
1: oh yeah Mm-hmm.
2: Billie Eilish wore she sang a song early. I saw that she wore a a t shirt with uh, Taylor's picture
0: on it. No. And then had Hawkins written across the back of her jacket. Uh damn, before you go, I, I you know it was interesting because I was the first comic up, and so Friday is five days after the slap. And the MC who went up before me didn't mention anything about it. And uh, I don't know. It's early on. I had I got a couple of good laughs, and I just paused. And when I said I said I just want everyone. I might start off by talking about. Okay, I know I'm the oldest person in the room. I look around and I say, I know I'm the oldest person anyone can see. And then I said something like, you know. When I walk into a room like this, I'm I'm pretty sure that if at any point in the next couple hours, somebody has to call 911, it'll be about me, (laughs) which I thought was good. And so I said that. I said, oh, and by the way, just so you know, if I say anything that offends you in the next couple of minutes, I'm sorry in advance. I just want you to know I can't take a slap. And that got a laugh. (laughs) And I said, I realize that's how old I am now. I'm don't slap me in the face years old so that was all I mentioned about it but I was kind of surprised I watched a couple other comics and again not that everyone needs to mention it but it certainly was you know you know what it's like when you mention something current it gets a reaction you know what I mean like that kind of it was yes. definitely in the air mm-hmm. and uh, but I have we talked since he did we talk since he's been on stage that Chris Rock was on stage I can't remember uh, if we said I don't that think Thursday so, morning because
2: I think he went on Thursday. Oh, I can't remember.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so so long ago. What? Yeah, Thursday was like four days ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he's basically said I had a show. I, I'm not going to really talk about it now. No, he said he's going to put something
2: together and right. It's, he said it's going to be funny and it's going to be serious. But yeah,
0: I think we did talk about it on
2: Thursday. Yeah, in remember. the meantime, yeah. he's uh, he. He's delivering what he's written over the past
0: couple of years or whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, it takes a long time for him to get that kind of material together to go on tour. And then, of course, it'll become his Netflix special. Uh-huh. Um, back to the Grammys, Dan. Uh, Freddie was saying that, and I'm not a huge Trevor Noah fan. I really didn't watch. I never watched The Daily Show with him on it. But I have heard his stand-up, and it's it's, it's okay. But he's just not, I don't know. There's always something a little bit off about him, you know?
2: well how do you become that level of superstar which he is like i i don't get it like i can't watch the daily show because of him i think of Jon stewart i just don't like his delivery i don't think he delivers well mm-hmm. and last night on the grammys he seemed too fast and his jokes are like sort of corny and i don't i don't get it
0: i just don't get it yeah uh hey Dan. Yes. I, uh, We're going to let you go, but uh, I look forward to you coming back. We're going to work
3: on some great, uh, great stories
0: yeah. coming up. And so. good luck hey, Dad, with is uh, the,
2: is the Is the ice out there on the lake?
3: No, it's still there. Wow. What? It's still there. It's, it's, uh, yeah, you could probably walk on parts of it still. It's, uh, no. But it's, it's starting to crack up a little bit. I, I was there. Uh, it was really interesting. To, uh, Saturday morning, the, the whole ice pack moved away from us. About six to eight feet. Mm. And then while, while going for a walk yesterday with my dog, Clifford, uh, it, rec- it it. came back. I watched it well, uh, crumple back. Yeah.
2: What,
0: well, wouldn't uh, Clifford's breath's probably melting something? <laughs> <laughs> Thursday uh, is supposed to be 14 and sunny here. And this weekend...
3: Every Thursday is really hot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> every th- only Thursdays. <laughs> only Thursdays. Every Thursday yeah. in April. Uh, yeah. Next Monday, 16... Sunday, 10, 16, Monday. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here nice. we and I go. know
2: a lot of uh, public courses, golf courses open in the city on the weekend. I heard a little report. People were actually out there on Saturday
0: yeah. on the ball. I heard there's a not near you, but kind of up your way. One of the public courses opened. And uh, yeah, like when it's five degrees and wet and shitty, I'm not interested
2: how is that good for the golf course too? People walking on it when it's soggy and ripping it apart when it's not. It's still dormant for on some level.
0: Yeah, I, like I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's good or bad for the ground. I think it's the taking the divots out of the ground when it's not growing is part of the issue. But I guess they yeah. must, they must calculate yeah. it. Like, okay, well, those public places, they only, you only have from now until you know, some point in October, you got to get as many rounds in as you can. Uh, all right, Daniel, you're a good boy. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I it's interesting to hear that him say that he was a little bit nervous about being out in public. Cause I didn't feel that what I brought, the reason I brought it up that I'd been out in situations with other humans, this is the most I've seen other people in somewhat close quarters for a long time. And at first, it was sort of a little bit odd. But I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you have to say after you go to the game. Because there is something about being around other people that's good for you. It just is. Oh, howie,
2: howie, howie. Absolutely. Again, you know, we get all the... We get all the COVID numbers and the ICUs and the hospitalizations. But what we haven't been getting is a good, solid number on mental health through this. Yeah. And honestly, you nailed it. And we're really at that position now. Well, how many times have I said it over the past couple of weeks? It's just, you know, it's a balancing act now. Pick your poison. Uh, Honestly, at this point, because we can't go backwards. And look at the list of people Dan said has has got it.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I mean, so what do you do now? Because all those people have got it, you're not going to go anywhere? Well, okay, that's really not the solution. I think the reality of it, we should all just expect maybe to get it over the next
0: few months. Uh, uh, For sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. No, uh, certainly. Mm Certainly. I think the, the key and we were just quickly looking at those worldometer numbers, but, you know, you brought this up a bunch of times and it's true. Look at the number of people now in ICU and in death. And it's so low that it would be mm-hmm. less than and I hate to say this, but it, I'm sure the people dying of covid, it would be less than people dying of other, you know, airborne mm-hmm. viruses like the flu. I know it sounds stupid, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not any... Those numbers we're looking at now are... They're only uh, significant because they're COVID numbers, but they wouldn't be significant if it was any other numbers, what I'm trying to say.
2: Yeah. No, I get it. It's We're freaked out by it. That's why, you know, when you go in a place and you're looking around for masks now and just wondering whether you should because we've had two years of being freaked out so you don't just shake that immediately yeah that's it i mean even i you know i was like oh the day that the masks come off i'm taking mine off but you know then reality set in and i you know look at the situation should i or shouldn't i there's always one in my back pocket and that's where we're at now and i think most people are if you're uncomfortable put a mask on if you're not don't Boom! What else can you do? You know, and I, you've got you've got all your vaccinations.
0: Yeah, I think it. I, I was sort of joking with Rachel the last couple of weekends. I said we should go see live music or karaoke. You know, I just wanted to mm-hmm. you know do something different. Part of it, though, is just the need. I think to be around other human beings in and, and just be sort of you know sharing you know dinner and. Looking around and seeing people And this club we went to i, I Honestly, I thought you were going to mock me more I'm not that big a jazz fan It was more about just seeing Something live you know what I mean? Just being out, and then we only stayed. So dinner was seven to eight, eight to nine, fifteen ish. We stayed and watched these guys play. It's downtown Toronto, so you're seeing some of the best musicians in the city. These are, you know, this is these aren't kids. These are session musicians, and and you know, an hour is about as much as I could handle. But I said to Rach, I said, you know, this is so nice to be out in the world again, right? And just seeing people and hearing music, and it was just cool. No, it is. And I wouldn't mock you. I mean... Well, I mean, I'm not my, a big jazz guy sitting there listening. Yeah, to the, but, it all know, sounds I, the same to me.
1: <laughs> Howie, I've <laughs> been
2: to... Delisa and I went to New Orleans for five days a few years ago, and I spent a lot of time in those clubs yeah. nursing a beer watching jazz music. I loved it. It was fantastic. Yeah, for like I, Na- Nashville with country music, again, which isn't necessarily a genre I like. But when you're in those situations
0: it's uh it's real man oh it is and especially when you realize that there are these are grown men and women on stage these are people in their 40s 50s and you know the guy emceeing is talking about this guy plays with this band and i just you know you're seeing again it's downtown toronto on a saturday night these are really good musicians by about the hour mark though i'm like okay it's yeah but you're like that with anything that's no, true. <laughs> it is well, true. Uh-huh. i just get um, to a point where I'm like, okay, I have to leave this situation now. But
2: I was thinking sitting here on the couch on the weekend, too, because you still see all sorts of anti-vax stuff. One person dies and it's, oh, yeah, the vax killed them. And somebody retires young. And, oh, yeah, it's just the vax. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Like, it just, it's just so mindless. And from people that you think are actually intelligent or you thought were intelligent. <laughs> let's look at it this way national hockey league 700 players they're all vaxxed i think except for one nba all the players are vaxxed 99.999 percent vaxxed Mm -hmm. um major league baseball now has been in um training camp now for uh what a couple of weeks yeah about a thousand players notice what is that a couple of thousand twenty five hundred Notice not one of them has died yet.
0: <laughs> oh, no. They they're all, they all seem to be alive. one athlete yeah, has died no, from I the know. vaccine. Well, that's because they got a special vaccine.
2: <laughs> no. And you get the numbers from these people. Oh, yeah. Like one in 40. Oh, yeah, one in 100 people are dying. Mm. They're just not mm. telling us. Well, I guess. So a pro- all professional athletes are getting a special vaccine because of all those hundreds of athletes, not
0: one has died from the vaccine. I've noticed mm-hmm. not one. Yeah, are- in fact, I don't
2: even know if one has got sick from the vaccine.
0: Oh, are you kidding? What about alopecia? Apparently that you get that from the vaccine too. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Now that is a really good point. Like of all and what about all the other athletes around the world and all the other different all the (laughs) you know nobody listen, lots of guys in the PGA Tour, and I mean lots of them have had COVID. Famously. You know, some big stars in the PGA Tour world have actually had to withdraw from tournaments. Mm You know, there was like, you know, we're talking about the one of the biggest stars was leading a tournament last year and had to and had to bow out because tested positive. But nobody has missed a tournament because they got sick from the vaccine.
2: No. Yeah, but then they the conspiracists <laughs> would tell you that it's it's not being reported. Oh, OK. It's the dirty little secret. We're all going to die.
1: Mm-hmm. OK,
2: well. Like, really? What kind of a goddamn simpleton must you be? I don't know. What is your motive? Like, that's the motive. Like, what, what has gone
0: wrong in your brain that that's the way it manifests? And also, how do you hang on to it? Yeah. Like, how, do you be so, how can you be so wrong about something and yet hang on to it? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the answer, but I'll tell you what I do have. I have some information today. Yeah, I have some information today <laughs> about our good friends at GoDaddy. Ha! You know, if I said, How would you like to start your website right now? You can, it's free. And you'd be like, What? Free? You may have to put down a credit card and then take some money later? No. No credit cards even required. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. Powering small business and entrepreneurs. For over 25 years and servicing over 20 million customers worldwide, GoDaddy is where people come to get a domain, create a website, and everything else you need to get your business online. There's no better time than now to get it going with GoDaddy. GoDaddy's free and friendly 24-7 phone support is here to help you every step of the way. GoDaddy.ca well, uh Bodog is where to go if you want to
2: wager on the big sporting event of the night, and i 'm not talking the leafs in tampa bay i 'm talking The uh, NCAA Basketball Championship tonight, ladies and gentlemen. North Carolina against Kansas. Kansas, the favorite. Okay, North Carolina pays $160 to win the over-under, 152 points. Uh, I don't know. I never watch this thing, but I'll tell you. A lot of people do. It's a huge event, and uh, it's happening uh, tonight It's just crazy now, isn't
0: it college basketball is, is this the popularity? final one I'm sorry I was, I was distracted Is tonight That's the, the final game Yeah North Carolina And, yeah. uh, and Kansas Nice so it's, uh,
2: it's just amazing How big it is And yeah. good on them uh, whether you're a sports bet or a horse racing fan, a poker, a casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry-leading odds world-class sports book and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book, they've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since the year 1994. That's
0: Bodog. Now, I'll tell you what else. It's this time.
4: Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi guys. Hi guys. Hi
1: guys.
0: I'm just going to pick out a couple of these because, uh, just quickly, I mean, we may not get to all these. Humble and Fred at humbleandfredradio.com, but from uh, Rich Tunes, it was que- uh, quite a long email. Uh, Rich Toons, of course, he's so talented, and they've been such supporters of our uh, us for a long time, Rich and his sweet, lovely wife, Mary, and he's the one that created the cartoons. Anyway, you punty you peas know who they are. Uh, My wife Mary's came back from Florida, had a great time, made better by listening to your show. I found your discussions on tipping and Fred's uh, recollection of the lobster bisque incident. It was uh, lobster risotto. Uh, In the space of our experience at a Miami Nobu, which is a very fancy restaurant, he says, I thought you guys might find this interesting. It seems Howard is dead on correct with his proclamation that 20% is the new gratuity. And he goes on to talk about. You know, basically, making our point, which was they had a fantastic dinner like at this famous restaurant. You know, dinner and a bottle of wine cost four hundred dollars, but printed at the bottom of the bill were the words 20 percent gratuity included," not fifteen or eighteen, but twenty points. This adds eighty dollars to the bill. Oh. Anyways, he goes on to say that that's not the kicker is that the waiter brings it over and is waiting for another a tip on top of that. Oh, he said, really? I, he said, I felt uh, an odd pressure, but just for a moment to add something they did not. Uh, anyway, he says uh, again, we had a great experience, but after the bill, I thought, damn, those guys have balls as always loving you back at you. Rich tunes. So
2: is dining out, like professional sports is becoming a rich man's uh, pastime or entertainment. Is that going to happen to restaurants, too? Y- you know, the the price of beef, as you know, has <clears throat> gone up quite a bit. And the price of everything uh, has followed. Maybe not to the percentage of beef. Buddy Darren and Buddy Iver, you know the two gentlemen very well. They went to a well-known steakhouse in, uh, in Toronto last Thursday night and and Darren loves going there and he usually gets the steak that is usually around $49, okay? He opens the menu, the same steak is $79. Mm. So if that's not enough of a shock, honestly, I at that point I would get up and leave, but he he's not as rude as I. You know, he orders it, but the whole time I'm eating it, I I, I wouldn't enjoy it. I'd be thinking seventy nine bucks. It better be good. It better be good. It better be good, and it would probably psych yourself out of it being good. That's the way my brain works. But here's the point on tipping. If tipping's gone up, the, because the price of beef gone, goes up, now I have to give.
0: I
1: know.
2: I have to give more tip on that. The waiter's doing the exact same thing, but now he's getting a raise from me because the price of beef has gone up. Again, this is why I should stay out of expensive restaurants well, because this is the way my
0: mind would be working. That's a whole level, but I, I know I could guess. Yeah. Wh- I could guess where they went, but it's one of four. You know, three or four places where the steaks are fifty mm-hmm. to now seventy dollars as an entree. Yeah. But I did something Saturday night on the tip at the restaurant with the jazz music is i tipped on the pre-tax dollars and i don't normally do that it's oh. just that i i've now decided if i have to give you between 18 and 20 percent because it's no longer and i'm right by the way it, it's no longer when you're it, it used to be you had an option most of the time you get handed the machine it starts at 18 18 20 22 so the bill yeah, But you have the option to put your own. You do. I'm just saying they're default now and that was my point that right. Rich was talking about. The default mm-hmm. seems to be 20. So I tipped on the pre tax not including the uh whatever you call it, the ticket for the show it was 20 bucks a person, which is pretty reasonable right to sit there and watch people play music. So the cover oh. charge for the the oh. show was $20 a person, which is cool. Uh-huh. So but the f- bill for the food, and you know, Rachel had a couple of drinks, and you know, I'm having my non-alcoholic beer. It was pretty reasonable. It was like $130 for two people eating hors d'oeuvres and drinks. Not bad. Oh. But that's a level down, restaurant-wise. Maybe a couple levels down from where Darren and Ivor were. I guess my point is, if you're going to choose when you choose a place that has $50 steaks, you're already. You're already thinking to yourself, okay, this is going to be a three or $400 dinner. It just is. No, I know. But 49 to $70, that's a pretty big jump. I, I agree. I'm just saying, okay. once you've chosen that place instead of no, I know. I places get, get, get. that are much cheaper, you're already... You know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it would be a drag sitting there going to 70 My thought when you were talking, by the way, is something we both have said, which is I don't order steak that much in restaurants anymore. Like, it's just not what I want. I don't think they... It's not worth the money, and I think I can make it better. And through our conversation, I believe he said it was good.
2: <laughs> but that wasn't the focus of the conversation. It was... And then I said to him, so what was the baked potato? 11 bucks? Because those steakhouses, obvious... Often, yeah, of you course. get the steak, and then you've got to buy the baked potato. But he said it was actually included with the meal in this case. I would hope so. Not always but is. But you know, in a grocery store, you know, unless you get the top cuts of beef, buying a steak at a grocery store is hit and miss. I don't even consider it now. I don't even look at them.
0: Yeah, well, I, I don't buy them. Don't. At, I don't buy them at grocery stores. I buy yeah. them at places that sell meat. There's a couple places around here. Roe yeah. Farm. Uh, there's a place on Royal York. It's been around in Tobico. It's a meat place, and you're and you're paying more, but you're actually <clears throat> at least you or even the cheese boutiques got a great. They have a meat section now, but you're paying more for it. It just turns out to be better.
2: Yeah. Like I'd rather pay 25 for a good steak than, you know, 17 or 16 for a shitty one. You know,
0: I would rather make pork chops. I'm making pork chops tonight for uh, Charlie's coming over. And I would rather do that because I find it and I made it recently for uh, Rachel. I just find I cook them better and they're less finicky. Like I don't yeah. fuck them up I fuck up steaks Every other one It's not even a It's a matter of When I'll do it But the pork chop I seem to be able To figure it out just, It just cooks yeah. Easier for me
2: Well um, I'm looking for stuff uh, I'm at the grocery store And that on The next few nights And then I saw Pork shoulder roasts Were on sale hmm. And this big roast Was like 12 bucks Right So I put it in the oven Yesterday for five hours At 200 degrees Just let it low and slow and it was delicious, and I seasoned it properly, and it was nice and tender. It was like melt in your mouth almost, you know. A roast beef like a prime rib, the same size, would have cost about seventy dollars.
0: And it's finicky,
2: and I—that's right. You never really, really know what you're getting. This this pork shoulder was twelve bucks, and it's like to me that's a no brainer. Brainer beef has priced itself right out of my mind, and I imagine it's like that with a lot of people. And it's yeah. too bad because it's a whole, it's a big industry in Canada.
0: Yeah, I mean, but you're I, I agree. Your original point, though, you know, is a restaurant becoming a rich person's domain. Well, first of all, those restaurants always were. Again, I can't, yes, I yes. couldn't tell you which one they went to, but if it's it's either Morton's, Ruth's Chris, uh, Barbarian I mean there's There's three or four Where you start Where every entree Starts between 50 and 60 anyway Um That was already The domain of people With money And that's why I say If you go in there You thought it was Going to be 59 And it's 79 It's like well Whatever We're all We're already Those two guys were already Spending 300 For dinner mm mm-hmm. No I know But on all
2: levels Even Like if I take May and John To McDonald's He gets a double Filet now Meal and nice. she gets this Happy Meal thing. It's almost 20 bucks for two kids. Yeah. So a family... Anyway, I, don't, I just don't know how people do it now. Because the percentage-wise of what it used to be against income and what these costs are now against income, it's just...
0: It's exploded. It really has. No, I know. I was going to make some comment about how dumb people are that think it's biden's problem in terms of inflation but there's inflation now all over the planet gee i wonder wonder where that came from could it have been two years of fucking thing being locked down maybe well it's all supply chain i know um let's uh be i wanted to get to the uh other email here just below it the one from
1: ernie
2: okay
0: it's right below the one i just read from rich right
2: i got it yeah yeah. hi guys thanks for excuse me oh my goodness thanks for playing the recording of you two singing hey mon hey with howard chan it brought back some great memories of the show on cfny i was laughing so hard that i almost went off the road As for the original, uh, the origin of the bit, I think I remember how it started. You guys were chatting about something to do with vacationing in the Caribbean when Fred simply replied to something that Howard said by singing him on Hey." Howard started laughing, ran with it like he often does, Mm. and the rest is history. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A favorite of mine was when you sang it to Otto Lowy. Who's that?
0: Otto Lowy was, uh, I don't know, was like... He's
2: the, oh, the storyteller from CBC Radio. Right, yes. He also made up his own way of singing it. Love you guys, Ernie Pinn. Thanks, Ernie. Yeah. for you guys. Input 102.
4: Fred, I cannot believe it. You had a, a world-famous opera singer on your show talking,
0: singing... I'm sorry, Fred. I was trying to find us I I don't have a, a, a clean Hey, Mon, Hey. I was just trying to get to the end of it. Hey, anyway. Hey, Hey, Mon, Hey. I don't... Here it says, Humble and Fred eight, Original. Hang on. Hey, Mon, Hey, Original. You've got a request from your dog? <laughs> Jim, I've <laughs> <heard> <laughs> from, and I want to hear... It's it's from, from, hear. <laughs> Here There <it> <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Here okay. we go. In case, uh, you needed a, Here we go. Sing with us, OJ. Hey, Mon, Hey. There we go.
1: Hey, Mon, Hey. Hey, Mon, Hey. Hey, Mon, hey.
0: hey, 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 hey I, do you remember where Came from because I don't. I have no idea. It, it, and Ernie could be right. It could have been something you said, and I started singing along. I don't know. He's barking.
2: The only thing I thought of is because we used to have fun with.
0: You know, really, there's such a sense of. I used unity. to
2: tell you about my in-laws thanks, and everything. Sean, it would be like, "Are uh, uh, you coming over for cake and tea?" And then one day, day, I had you guys, you and Dan, to my house, and we had buns and meat. Buns and meat. Cake and tea.
0: True man true. And that also came from at, there. I
2: bought them at the A N P. And I, I was just wondering, maybe through that you said something, and I went, "Hey, Mon hey, because of a something, a, a Caribbean twist or something. Who knows, Howard? I don't think we'll ever find out.
0: Uh, hey, buddy, can you do me a favor? Because you're kind of like cutting in and out a little bit. Not that it Am it's I not really? well more than usual. Hmm. All right. Um, do you want to go and come back? Or do you think, I mean, it's fine for now, it's just that usually I, I, you get no stuttering on your Zoom. I'm not sure if it's, it's not coming from my connection. Oh. Um, Maybe it's my mic clipping. No, no, no. It's just your your screen. Is, I, I think you're right. Somewhere in there, Ernie, is the origin of it. Uh, Fred's in-laws used to always do their voices, and True Man True came from that. And so mm-hmm. it's likely that's where Hey Mon Hey came from.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I would have just, you know, a lot of times, like that little piece of music there, You know, I could have just picked it out and we would have started singing along with it. Um, All right. Well, thanks, everyone. And there's a bunch of other stuff. We'll we'll try and get to it this week. Someone has sent in some more Dan Duran dick jokes. Uh, There's a lot of stuff about the Will Smith slap. There's a really funny stand up comedian that my brother, Stephen, who works with Just for Laughs, had told me about named Jared. Oh, he, he hosted Saturday Night Live on uh, Saturday night and uh, very interesting opening monologue from a guy that I'd never really heard of before my brother told me about it. His name is Jared Campbell and he's a very he, he, honestly really interesting and, and he did this entire monologue about the slap but not talking about it but talking about how much we all talked about it that week And and it was really well done. Anyway, go and look this guy up because I hadn't really known much about him. But he's a very, very funny comedian and really one of the, and, and as he said, probably the least famous person that's ever hosted Saturday Night Live that's about to become very famous or as famous as people get, you know, these days. Bill Brio, you ever heard of Jared Carmichael?
5: Yes, I, I've seen him live at Just for Laughs, and he had a show on NBC for a couple of seasons no one saw called The Carmichael Show. Yes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's uh, very um, uh, now, right? He's just a, a different voice and very welcome one, very smart, and uh, he was impressive on Saturday Night Live. I, I'd like you guys to hear some of his monologue. I'm not sure if I can, I don't know. Yeah
2: Um If I'm <clears throat> Oh my goodness
0: Do you want to Do you If need I some may water? interject here Please Um And Bill turn your camera on there bro
2: Just doing it Yep Sorry Saturday night live Saturday night I mean Um Twofold Um You know, Fox News, morning after Bill Maher, Saturday Night Live, if there's ever any shots at Democrats, they always highlight it the next day on Fox News page. Well, there was something that happened on Saturday Night Live, a little shot at a Democrat. It was big news. But what they failed to mention was the opening skit was Saturday Night Live mocking, jabbing, (laughs) skewering Fox and Friends, you know, that show in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it was freaking hilarious. I loved It it. Yeah, Fox doesn't mention that at all. No. Plus, this kid, James Austin Johnson, and his name, have you seen his Trump? how oh, well, he does Donald Trump. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, so much really arrogant.
5: Good. Yeah, arrogant. Alec Baldwin, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: No, guys, it's funny, cause I, I, because Stephen, my brother, Bill, who produces Just for Laughs, does some stuff with him, he said, you know, check out the opening monologue. So I, I sat through, Freddie, I sat through that Fox and Friends cold opening. I had no idea... Really, uh, what to expect? It was really well done, and Kate McKinnon yes. is uh, she's one of my favorites. Yeah. So, Billy, I know we got a lot of, and Bill, we're not going to shortchange you, but here's a little bit of this kid, uh, Jared Carmichael. Oh. Let me just so he comes up and it's very exciting.
5: Thank you very. very
4: I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> i want to be clear up top. <laughs> i talked about it enough. <laughs> Kept talking about it. Kept thinking about it. I don't wanna talk about it. And you can't make me talk about it. <laughs> but, 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 I got a question. Do you wanna talk about it? <laughs> like, aren't you sick of talking about it? Isn't it kinda crazy? It, feel, it feels like we've been talking about it for so long. I have, this is gonna really blow your minds. Can you believe? It's been six days. <laughs> Six days. This happened a week ago. Doesn't it feel like it happened years
0: ago? I just want to pause and say, you know, for a guy to come out on his Saturday Night Live debut and try this out. Yeah. This isn't something he wrote weeks ago, years ago. This is something he wrote this week. I know it doesn't sound that impressive until you realize this is his debut. You know, this is his big moment and he's doing this anyway he goes on to talk about how. should I play a little bit more Bill are you okay with it
4: you go ahead yeah all right. it happened when we were all in high school <laughs> like it feels like it happened somewhere between Jamiroquai and 9-11 like somewhere
0: I didn't get the reference
4: A long, long time ago. Feels like we've been living in the wake of it our entire lives. It happened on Sunday. On Sunday. It's Saturday, bro. On Monday, it was exciting. I'm not gonna lie. This is a part of it. If this were Monday, you wouldn't be able to get me to shut up about it. I was talking about it all Monday. Tuesday, still talking about it a little less exciting cuz it stopped being about it by tuesday it started being about a lot of proxy arguments and <laughs> hair and black men and white people on twitter it was just it was too much by tuesday by wednesday i wanted to kill myself okay. <laughs> there you go.
0: i love this a- anyway it was very he's uh, for someone i'd never heard of really and i knew bill that i had to find out he had a television show but really I thought that was pretty ballsy and, and really well done too.
5: Well, well also he's exactly right. If you go on Saturday Night live on Saturday 6 days later and just do more about the slap, uh it is uh, it's over yes. and, and he nailed it like it was no one and he, when he asked the audience, do you want me to keep going on this? Half of them said yes, half of them said no. And so he was very smart to hit that button because otherwise it just sounds stale, I think. Interesting too, though,
0: and he makes a great point that that was Sunday, and this is Saturday, bro. As he says, our our consumption of information is sped up to the point. If this were ten years ago, that thing would be talked about for a year. You know, but yeah, no, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it would be debated. We they'd still be we'd all still be excited about
5: it. But the news cycle, you're right, is a day and a half tops nowadays. Well, I think.
2: Yeah, and a few years ago we. All didn't get the opportunity to comment publicly about it either yes you sort of had to depend on the you
0: know the entertainment reporters or whoever the newscasters so well no and that's that is what i'm saying freddie because yeah. we can all consume it and talk about it and see everyone's opinion about it is as bill said yeah. that news cycle burns very quickly yeah and, and billy even me i was on stage friday night and and that's only five days prior to, you know, removed from the slap. And I made a reference, and it, it, it did really well. But it's not like, you know, it's just it's
5: it's almost over by that time. You can't do five minutes on it anymore for no. sure. Uh-huh. The guy, you know, when you start to look at commentaries, they all become the same. The guy that jumps out for me, my favorite TV critic, is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. And read his take on it. It's very smart. And the suggestion is that stop having the We're Oscars. Like yeah, like it's it's it, yeah no, he's fantastic, Freddie he is it really I, I'm, I'm so uh, how can you be that good at basketball and uh, criticizing television? Uh, I'm sorry, Freddie. Have you not read that article? I'm going to send it to you. You'll love it. Yeah, he's pretty smart, but but yeah, the point like stop having the Oscars. No, no why are they giving? Why give awards to uh, rich people who don't need any more accolades? And it's um, it's the uh, the Academy Awards now is a show nobody watches about films no one sees. So, have a nice lunch. Give each other little envelopes and leave us out of it. Mm -hmm. Well,
2: you know, Bill, even the Grammys, and again, I'm a 65-year-old man. I'm basically out of touch. I realize that. But when I look at the uh, grammys that were given away friday night not on television and the grammys that were given away last night on television it's like this is not for me anymore this is yeah it's a, the, the genres that i'm interested in are like totally ignored on this show on a sunday night i don't know who these kids are and i don't know anything about their music and all in like each category is like 10 nominees it's just like a big circle jerk of what what's the <laughs> point of it all <laughs> it we, really we,
5: we sit there and go oh look this george harrison's widow <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> someone we recognize <laughs>
1: yeah you, you know, know what I,
0: I, I said the same thing about the the oscars as well i, I just tired i am no longer interested in shows about shows right and that's what it is it's like a show yes. about other shows and and the oscars half of them i don't know or i didn't see yeah, yeah. um But let's talk about what Bill is here to talk about. Fred, go ahead. (laughs) If
2: I could just make one more observation while we're talking about television and, you know, now being able to take part in commenting and everything. You know, as a kid growing up, even in recent history as an adult, you know, before the 24-hour newsreel and everything, you know, there was all sorts of world conflicts, obviously not to this level, that were happening. But unless you grabbed the newspaper and intently watched a newscast, you didn't really even know they were going on. Mm -hmm. Well, over the past week, I've really stayed away from, from CNN and Fox News and MSNBC for whatever reason, be it the Blue Jays doing stuff outside, whatever. It's it, it's almost frightening. That stuff is way over there now. Like, I don't even know what's going on in Ukraine right now because I haven't been exposed to it hour after hour every day. And it's bit. funny how if you can choose to push that out of your life, you can just yeah. by not sitting in front of a television set
5: it's interesting. It, it makes you wonder uh, Would the vietnam war have raged for 10 or 12 years today mm, when yes. it was on tv every night would people just have said oh what's on gomer pile you know like at, at yeah. some point because uh, you're right our attention span just won't tolerate it night after night anymore
0: well i mean that was part of the you know, that ended the Vietnam War was because people could see in real time, unlike World War II. And I made the point you just made, Fred, last week about, you know, back in the Second World War, the only way you got any information was literally either you looked at the newspaper, which most people didn't do statistically, or you went to the movies and they had the newsreel. But the rest of the time... You know, unless you had a personal experience, like my father went over there, so I'm sure his parents were trying to keep up with information. But most people didn't have all the information in the world in their hand whenever they wanted it.
2: And I guess part of the point I'm making is it's 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 just an avalanche of information. At the end of the day it's still up to us how much we want to be exposed to it by sure. putting the phone down by t- turning the TV off. I mean we still are in control and I sort of pro- prove that to myself over the past week. Um,
0: unfortunately the the people over there you know right. can't can't opt right. out of it. So part of my I don't know responsibility I feel like I should check in. Not that that matters to them, but I feel like, well, they're going through this. Shouldn't I at least have a a sense of what's going on? But you mean
2: the, you mean the, it sucks to be you factor.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, (laughs) I guess. I mean, it does. It certainly doesn't suck to be us over here in North America. No, that's for sure.
5: But also, I think, you know, North Americans have been through a couple of years of isolation and social, you know, it, it's just been a weird time. So to to when you turn on the TV, you are looking to escape. And the reality of that war is it's just a little too much. It's yeah. so brutal. So it's another reason why I think we're, we're turning away from it now. and We just can't look anymore. It's, it's heartbreaking and it's awful. But also, it, we don't bear up. With it as much as we would would have. Well, otherwise.
0: two years ago, I, I totally agree because pre-pandemic, think about how extraordinary what's going on there, and it's horrible, etc. We all know that, but pre-pandemic, I think a lot of us would have had maybe more energy for it. Right. Yeah. I said this on stage. I said, I I don't know about you guys, but I am so tired of being in a constant state of freaking the fuck out. I said Trump, the pandemic, the fuckhead rally, and now World War Three. But it's true. We're all on this kind of like it's been years now, over two years of constantly being on edge. So for sure, we're opting out of the war coverage because it's like how much more shit can we put on our plate?
2: Yeah, and although it's, 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 it's 24 just adds hours of the sadism. No, it just adds to the sadism. Is that a word of the sadism? Yeah, I know what you're uh, mean. Uh, 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 uh Vladimir Putin is. So on the heels of the world going through this, he inflicts this on you, too. Yeah. No, he maybe looked at it as an opportunity. But where, I mean, the question is, where is this guy's? like he's he has no heart he has no mind he's just mm. he's a tyrant and i guess he play he doesn't care obviously
5: it's well, too well. much to, to turn to some of the stuff that's coming up on TV, yeah, I was, try, I was trying. I was trying to find a segue put, I don't know, It's all <laughs> a segue right. Has away, a this has been really interesting, but just there's this show coming up, and you guys have had him on. Mitch Azaria is this uh, producer who makes right. these yes. slow TV docs, and his new one is Tripping the Bruce. And it's three hours in a sailboat going around the tip of the Bruce Peninsula. It's as far removed from yes. war and conflict and everything, and it's the most. It's almost just a serene way to turn off and just float downstream. While watching TV, and uh, it's—I've seen the new one, and he previously, you guys have had him on. He did tripping the Rio Canal and tripping the Niagara, and they're brilliant, lovely documentaries that just take you on this voyage from, from your living room. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the new one is great. It's sort of like the Aquarium Channel, right? You just sit there and you get lost in it. With more factoids, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a couple other things I definitely want to uh, mm-hmm. discuss, and in no particular order, uh, because of something Bill uh, said, sends us, a sends us, know things we're going to talk about. I actually went and looked at it. So can we go to the last first, which is the, I know you, you yeah. want to talk about the shows, but the Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, yeah. April Fool's joke. I didn't know what it was. I went and looked at it. Why don't you describe it? Because it's a pretty unique moment in television history.
5: It is, because uh, networks don't intermingle like this anymore. You know, way back when we were young, they would have Battle of the Network stars, and you'd see ABC, NBC, CBS doing, you know, running track and field races and things. Here, you've got uh, NBC's Tonight Show host, Jimmy Fallon, flying to la to host uh jimmy kimmel live while kimmel comes to new york to host the tonight show and it was an april fool's gag uh and (laughs) it was just two guys having fun you know and you could see them just letting their hair down they had two guillermos you know they uh and, and they had a bit where Uh, Kibble was still in LA while Fallon was there and they invited audience members or people off the street to get their picture taken with the host at the desk and these people would sit and then they would Behind their back, they would switch Kimmel with uh, Fallon, Fallon. yeah, And it was hilarious because people, the double takes, they nearly broke their necks when they would look and see that it was a different Jimmy. Uh, very clever and a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, go look at it. You can go check it out online. But I, I did want to ask one question.
0: So they did the monologue. They sort of surprised everyone. Two questions, actually. Did they take it all the way through? Did they host the entire show? And secondly, I wonder what NBC, ABC... Because I read a little bit about it. It says it took them a couple years to put it together. I guess they had to figure... Everyone had to sign off on it.
5: Yeah. No, you're probably right. I don't know. Normally, the networks... You know, when Johnny Carson, The Tonight Show, they had a guest on, they couldn't say CBS yeah. or ABC. They were on another network, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, nowadays... People watch late-night talk shows on YouTube the next day, and I think the walls have come down a lot in terms of broadcasters and that kind of back-and-forth. But I, uh, if, if it did take the network executives uh, two years to uh, greenlight this, it was worth it. They, uh, It was a lot of fun and more of it, I hope. Uh,
2: the first thing I thought, it's, they don't seem like the type of guys that would do April Fool's jokes, but again, one of this magnitude is pretty big and it shows you the networks it's like you know it's a scream for attention because among uh, with all everything else going on and the way you can digest whatever you want at any time it was almost like yeah let's do this and we'll get some attention for a couple of days and and
0: bill just before we get to what you actually wanted to talk about did they take the did they host the entire show i guess they must have sat there and, and done it or
5: Howard, I have to confess, I did not watch either of them all the way through. Yeah, okay. But I believe so. And the other thing is, they had the red hot chili peppers was the musical guest for both shows that night. So I'm not sure how they did that at the end, mm. if it was taped. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they had on uh, what was funny was, of course, Kimmel is always saying, I want to apologize to Matt Damon for not having him on. We ran out of time. Uh, Fallon's guest on Jimmy Kimmel Live was Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, let's talk about a couple things. Uh, I'm of interest. I, I I think I
0: told you this, Bill. For some reason, a couple months ago, I started was bored. I started watching Game of Thrones again. And I watched it all again. I mean, I fast forwarded through some parts, but uh, House of Dragon, House of the Dragon, for you Game of Thrones uh, nerds, is coming out. What's that all about?
5: Uh, Howard, I have to confess, I had a tremendous resistance to Game of Thrones. I watched the first episode and the last episode. When I watched the last episode, I was glad I skipped all the ones in between. (laughs) And and I'm wondering if uh, fans were so bummed by that last episode that they may not be that interested in House of the Dragon. It starts April 21st on HBO and Crave. It's set 200 years earlier, so it's the... uh, one of the houses they just focus on that family but it's the characters that you love that house on uh, the game of thrones aren't in it they're not born yet right it's, it's their face so like,
0: their houses that yeah yeah
5: yeah so it's sort of a star trek the uh, earlier generation and you know there's little dragons i guess on it uh but um that's what that one is about it's based on books Uh, By the same uh, author Um, And there's a second uh, Game of Thrones Spinoff coming as well Later this year On HBO It Gets a bit confusing But they They certainly would love To recapture that audience Sure of course Um, What about
0: Now Flight Attendant I had a When you I saw that note Had you ever seen that Uh, Freddy the Flight Attendant I feel like I did And I just went to look it up No But uh, Where is that Who's in that Is that a good series Should we be liking that
5: Yes, to all of those. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's tremendous. It's a great sort of '60s caper uh, thriller, and uh, Kaylee uh, Kyoko from uh, The Big Bang Theory. She plays the flight attendant. She's a has a. Mm-hmm drinking problem that's off the scales and she gets involved in this murder in the first season uh, but it's just cut and clicks like a a, a 70s movie. It's uh, pretty well done and they got Sharon Stone now joining season two uh, as uh, the flight attendant's mom. Uh, I haven't seen any of the new episodes yet but if it's as good as the first I really strongly recommend you go check it out.
2: And you've got here Jay Baruchel's new series, We're All Going to Die. Including Jay Baruchel. Looks at six different end-of-the-world scenarios. Boy, you talk about weird timing for that. Yeah.
5: (laughs) Well, you know, what's interesting, though, is because we're all in a time when... We're you know there's just been this pandemic and you yeah. can't go outside without a mask and oh you know that the earth is uh, we're poisoning the the we you know the scientists say it's too late you've got uh, literally the threat of nuclear annihilation hanging right. over our heads so the Barrichello is taking them one at a time and he's looking at them and you're right it sounds like oh the worst the last thing you <laughs> want to look at but right. but I think I think we're all also thinking about this in mm-hmm. the back of our heads so I'm I haven't seen any of the new uh, the episodes yet i like jay a lot oh, i right. think he, he's the guy to do it he was in a movie about the end of the world if yeah. you remember a fantastic but, movie by the way yeah yeah, yeah. so it yeah. should be fun
0: uh, well, he's one of those guys you ta- I just what, like him. what movie are you talking about well the, called, called The End this is The End the this the is The End, end. no
2: no I, saw, I liked it till about halfway and then I know it got sort of, tedious it fell off it just exploded to me halfway through I love the first half and then the second half is weird it, it was one anyway. of
0: those movies it was just fun watching like real celebrities play themselves in a movie yeah. it was just a, it, had, it had a lot of self-referential
5: uh, mm-hmm Stuff. I, th- I think, like, you know, those Seth Rogen, those guys, they all get together, they get so high by halfway through <laughs> the movie, it, they're just it. stoned out of their minds and they forget mm-hmm. what they're doing. And that's
0: true. I- and I was going to say, I've watched that, that movie, Stoned, and uh, it does kind of <laughs> fall off about halfway through. I, I guess, can- let's get to the, well, there's two more things. The uh, new Ken Burns uh, docu-series. What's this one all about?
5: You know, he's t- last guys, he's done Ernest Hemingway, and he did a great Muhammad Ali 10-part. Uh, you know 500 hour yeah and now he's got uh benjamin franklin uh he's going back 200 <laughs> years interesting ben franklin and muhammad ali share the same birthday in january uh and uh, you know burns feels one is the guy for the 20th century one for the 18th uh franklin of course one of the founding fathers uh, was uh, a famous kite flyer in storms, uh, you know, uh, quite, and we've kind of forgotten about him, but at a time in the U.S. when the Constitution is really being looked at or forgotten uh i guess burns thinks this is a good time to go back to the source and uh i talked to him about it um when he was promoting muhammad ali he was quite excited the next one he does this fall in september is lbj which i'm really looking Mm. forward to uh but uh starting tonight and then concluding tuesday is uh benjamin franklin
0: uh okay very good uh, I still every time you mention the, the Muhammad Ali one I'm like shit I should watch that because I'd love it uh, and finally uh, kind of sad listen to some of this audio the
6: Merlot the Merlot I never heard of it did they just invent it
4: she's, a, she's heard of Merlot <laughs> about your side your cousin Henny she was sickly from the moment I met her don't
1: you talk about Henny
4: hello oh! Guess what? Oh my God. No, it's nothing bad. I'm getting married. You're what? I'm getting
1: married. Oh my God, you're getting married. Yes. Oh, I can't
6: believe
4: it. Frank, come here.
5: You come here. Georgie's
4: getting married. What? Georgie's Get the hell out of here. He's getting money yes. to a woman. Of course a woman. What does she look like? I'm sure she's plenty gorgeous.
2: What difference does it make what she looks like? Is she pretty? Yes, she's pretty. What difference does it make? Well, I'm
5: just curious. She's not pretty. Let me talk to her. She's not-
1: she wants to talk
0: to me. Okay, so that's the great... <laughs> I'd forgotten. Her and, and Jerry Stiller just basically spoke in yells.
5: They did. <laughs> they just yelled it. at each other. The interesting thing is uh, when uh, Jerry, uh, what was, uh, they had another actor play. Uh, Fred Costanza, Frank Costanza, the the dad, Mm -hmm. and um, they didn't work out, so they brought in Jerry Stiller to do it, um, and the note he got from Larry David was, you know, we got Estelle Harris, who, her character is just hollering and yelling and screaming and shrill, so downplay it, be be quiet, and and wear a bald wig, and and all this stuff, and Stiller tried it for like an hour, and then said, look, this is stupid, and then he just started yelling right back, and that's what made that, (laughs) that's what made that relationship it was hilarious it's really
2: good her classic line to remember from the contest uh, how did she
0: say I, I caught you using your body as an amusement park? that's right
2: <laughs> as an
5: amusement yeah I just
0: forgot how much everyone was yelling in that scene
5: so <laughs> people bad. were I think fascinated with a uh, Estelle uh, Costanza just they had to figure out what how did George be, become get made you know yes. like that, that no, was the, good. the fascination with estelle like there had to be a reason he turned out the way he did right <laughs> a,
0: a bill brio it wouldn't be it's by the way it's b-r-i-o-u-x dot tv brio dot TV. citizens go check that out Uh, I wouldn't be one of your appearances if I didn't have a show that I had watched. I wanted to run by you. And this came as a recommendation of my aforementioned brother, just for laughs, producer Stephen Glassman. Just sent me a note about a show called Taboo with uh, Tom Hardy. It came out in 2017. They did one season. Yeah. There's some talk now on the Internet about another season. But I would tell you, it's eight episodes just uh, I, and I told Freddie uh, for the first time I had to put on the subtitles So I could understand anything anyone was fucking saying But it was really good And he's really good in it And some really, Jonathan Price is in it And some really good actors in it as well
5: Yeah, they were supposed to do uh, A second season, of course, much earlier Than the pandemic and everything yes. But it's been way too long I've heard the same talk that they're doing This season, second season Have you ever seen any of that stuff? You know, I've seen a little bit Sandra here uh, she loves the show. And this is Mrs. Briel? Yes, she wakes up every morning to see if they're actually going to do the second season. Well, so,
0: tell her uh, I read that this weekend that there okay. apparently there's been some delays. But uh, uh, Freddie, it's one again. It's going to be summered, so this is part of your once summer's over, uh, watching. But it sure. was it was so good. And, and then I just started watching this other series, of, Bill. Uh, Our flag means death. <laughs> it's, uh, right. It's so fucking funny.
2: Hey, quickly, your comment on this one, Bill. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a British series. It's called Safe. Um, Michael C. Hall is the star and he puts on an english accent Now it was recommended to me i can't i've tried to watch a few and i can't get over dexter trying to speak with an english accent
5: (laughs) i I haven't seen it i haven't seen it you know there's so much tv yeah it just doesn't work for me well uh the one I, i urge people to see if you haven't and it's been out uh two years uh is how to with john wilson uh you probably neither of you have ever heard of it uh, I believe it's on Netflix, and it's just this guy in New York who takes a subject like, uh, why is there so much scaffolding? And, and that's the next half hour. And his <laughs> point of honest to God, his point of view is so original, his voice. Uh, and Nathan Fielder uh, is one of the producers. It's called it has, How To? Has, how To with John Wilson. Mm. Go see it or just turn it on. You'll, you'll watch six in a row. Okay. Uh, it's just so different and brilliant. Um, and by the way, that show I mentioned, uh, Our Flag Means Death, that's a, uh, mm-hmm.
0: those guys from uh, New Zealand, Waitiki, Katiki, what's his name? Uh, at, yeah. You know, the guy from uh, Jojo Rabbit, he directs it. Uh, Reese, whatever his name from uh, Flight of the Concord, it's just kooky. But um, yeah, you're right, Bill, there's just too much. So Freddie rec- has recommended a couple of those British series to me that I'd love to see, but it's just hard to know what to start, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, the, the Lakers basketball one winning time. I really like Yes, on now on HBO. But yeah, there's just... Yeah, that's another there's one I want to see. Yeah, there's, there's more starting this month. And uh, it's a tidal wave every single week of uh, new TV shows. And that's why we have... It's, you. it's
0: almost frustrating. Uh,
5: yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, B-R-I-O-U-X dot TV. Brio dot TV. And uh, so much to uh, listen to and recommend. Uh, Bill's uh, podcast podcast and all uh, who's uh, where where does that go it goes all over the podcast world people love that <laughs>
5: well, thank you Howard. I'm yes. sorry that's it, the fucking most awkward plug of it. what is that do you get a <laughs> but you, you're right it is all over get, the podcast world it's everywhere and we got it is and we bitches area as of today the guy from tripping the bruce yeah. he's the guy you could hear talking about that uh, on the podcast, so thank you. He's for a
0: good man. That. Yeah, we've had him he on. Is. He's a great, I and that's uh, again. There's just so much to watch. Bill Brio keeps track of it, so you don't have to. Uh, all sorts of information each and every day at b r i o u x dot tv, and uh, we will uh, see you now. I guess uh, another month from now, we'll check back in with Bill about you know some of these things we're talking about, and uh, all the best to you, young man. You two guys. Great to talk to you again. Great to be in your universe. I mean, think about it. You know, there was a time we were rivals. Newspaper, radio. and now we're all just part of the same melting pot of old white guys.
5: <laughs> we're at the same boat, going around guys. the Bruce. Yes. That's
0: right, baby. Take care, Billy.
5: Take care, guys. No.
0: Hey, Fred, you know who that was? That was our Gig Sky guest of the day, Howard. Yes. And may I tell you a little bit about what that means if you are, in fact, the Gig Sky guest of the day. Oh, man. Would you do, tell you what, will you do your thing first while I find what I wanted to say? I want to make sure I get it, you know, make sure I have the correct information.
2: Okay, I'll tell you about our buddy, Tim Niblett, the retirement Sherpa. Tim, a portfolio manager, Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Uh, Tim will be by on uh, Wednesday, of course. He'll make his uh, weekly visit, and uh, I'm sure he'll probably be talking a little bit more about taxes, you know, it's April. You know what happens at the end of this month and getting your, you know, your situation in order for the tax man, your accountant, or if you do it yourself, a lot of things to think about. And again, another beautiful thing about Timmy, you know... As your guy, he reminds you of these things and gives you recommendations on how to better beat the tax man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. These things can be done. He's the Retirement Sherpa. He's Tim Niblett, RetirementSherpa.ca.
0: As you know, our Gig Guy guest of the day, Bill Brio, I just mentioned that. If you download the Gig Sky app today and enter the code HF2022, that will get you $5 off your first plan. That's GigSky.com It is the easiest, most affordable and convenient way To stay connected Internationally 190 countries Well, not Russia anymore F those guys But uh, around the globe Whether you're pulling up directions or looking for a cool restaurant or a bar or posting pictures on your social, this is really, you know, couldn't be simpler. You want to have access to data when you're traveling, and this is the most affordable mobile data coverage around the planet, Android or iOS. That's how you do it. Gigsky.com. Enter the code HF2022 for $5 off your first plan. You know that uh, series I mentioned, Taboo, that Steve recommended to me. I uh, that was the first time I've had to do that, where I had to turn on the subtitles. And I, I again, re- what,
2: what is it? British? Is yes, that it's very.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah, it's British, and it's a it's a a mm-hmm. different type of accent. And I was thinking about you because I watched the first fifteen minutes, and I. You know, I'm like getting kind of frustrated because I can't tell... Yeah. Two of the main characters are discussing something, and I'm like, I don't... I just stop and think, I don't think I've caught anything so far. And then I remembered. Why don't I mm-hmm. just turn them on? hmm Helps. It did help. I will say this. By about episode four or five, I got used to everyone's accent. <laughs> Some of the other right. characters are a little easier to understand, but... Mm. Yeah, it's well done. Well, that's what got me through Peaky Blinders, which
2: i loved but i would not have had any idea what was going on without subtitles um last night i caught the well an episode bill maher has a new podcast i like bill maher i like watching real time it really does it for me yeah man Uh, he's got a new podcast called club random where he does it out of his house and guests come over a lot like the rest of these guys do Mm -hmm. but i caught the william shatner
0: one yeah you were saying it was good huh
2: well, it was all right. I think Mar is too fucking stoned through it, though, to really... <laughs> is he for, really? ...for me to... Because that's the whole thing, Hey, eh? We're going to drink. You can hear the bottles clinking, Shatner having a drink, and obviously Bill Marr, who loves his weed. I think he's just a little too... He's too high? I think he's a little too high. Like, it's weird. Like, he he's not letting uh, Shatner finish sentences, and then he's just going
0: off on these tangents. And anyway, listen to it and see what you think. Well, speaking of our favorite podcast, I'm not sure if you've heard of this thing. It's called Smartless. Yeah. Uh, because I have Amazon Music on my phone, and Smartless is was bought by Amazon anyway, they release those episodes one week in advance of the episodes that are going to be on Spotify today, as of midnight. Right. And I will tell you, it's uh, John Hamm is the guest, and it's one of the funniest ones I've heard. They're really funny. John Hamm's really funny, but in this particular episode, there's a couple of laugh out loud moments. Uh, Will Arnett chirping Jason Bateman even Sean Sean's got a good little I think they figured out what's best with Sean and as I said you know I've gone through not a huge fan and then now I get it because the other two guys love him and they they love making fun of him but it's done in such a nice way they he's there for a reason they're all very good friends but I'll tell you Freddie if you are still interested it's it'll be on Spotify today. And there were a couple of moments I was making dinner, and I was like, literally laughed.
2: No, I got Amazon. I've heard the first
0: half of it. Oh yeah, it's good, huh? And then I fell asleep. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens to me. I fall asleep.
2: Yeah, but it's great. Eh? You know, the thing is with podcasts, Howard, you can go back and listen to the second half at your leisure. That's what. Good, that's the good thing about podcasts. You do what? Well, you can, the thing is, if you fall asleep, you can actually go back the next day or whatever and pick it up where you left off. It's great. It's a fantastic
0: concept. I don't understand what you're talking mm, about. Okay.
2: okay. Well, it can be done. Okay. <laughs> can be done.
0: <laughs> um, okay. I'm trying to think of where we're at here. So you've done uh, everything you need to do. You know what we should do, though? I want to do this uh, before Dan's news today, and uh, it doesn't matter why. Just go with me. Where is it? I see Dan Duran is getting ready, and that means all good things are going to happen. Are you stalling right now? You know what? (laughs) I am because I... Oh, there it is. Hang on. All right. Cursing during your commute again. Do you find yourself
4: living at work instead of working from home?
3: Couldn't this have been an email?
4: When it feels like all that's left is work hard. (sighs) You know it's time to play It's easy to find your next
6: favorite
5: game At Bodog.net Play free casino games Get poker tips And check out the latest sports odds Visit Bodog.net today Hashtag make a
7: play
0: Um Okay, is so it
3: time for this? The piss report <laughs> <laughs> The piss report Is it time for? The piss report Alright Have you got something to
0: report? No, I'm good, actually. Oh, you know? good. Uh, it seems to be uh, settling down, and my uh, urination is back to normal, and I don't have any, <laughs> too many more weird feelings in my abdomen, and uh, I don't know.
1: know,
2: well, let's review. Burn.
0: I'm sorry, Fred. The Dan, burning go
2: sensation's gone?
0: Uh, it has all but gone. I still get the odd, tiny, burning. Oh, hang on a second, boys. Tim Daniels is back. <clears throat> Yeah, I still get some burning.
3: Well, then it's not over, then, is it?
0: Well, no, it's not completely over. I mean, it's an it's old guy thing. It's been going on a long time. Hey, I've had every test you can have. I mean, I everything except uh, you know an examination up my wiener hole. You know,
2: what's stopping you? Uh nothing. I'd be looking up that wiener hole up. I mean, it's been going on for long. There's obviously something going on there. You've had the wrong tests or something. I All
0: right. Know. Okay. Easy now. Uh, I think it's amputation. It's probably. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Just seems to have been going on so long. Well, it's you know again, it's you know it's a. I'm an old guy and things take time. Well, they to can,
2: They can stick like a little camera up there and have a look around. I've been through
0: it. It would be, a, believe me, it would only have to be a very little camera.
7: Oh no, I know, <laughs> tiny <laughs>
2: it's camera. Like a, it's a pin. It's like a
0: pinhole uh, pin, pin. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me get on that.
3: Mm. Uh, new, mid- new baseball tech. New baseball tech. Oh, yes, this so, is your good image. So, Dan's vaccine, News. Vaccine, yeah, coming up, because Tim Daniels is here, obviously. On yeah, this, Tim, yeah. you got bumped Tim. again. So, coming yeah. up on Dan's News, today brought to you by HealthCage.
0: Uh, Dan's News, some great new uh, sport tech, and what was the other one? Vaccine,
3: what? Oh, uh, yeah,
0: how many times can you get vaccinated? A lot, apparently. Yeah, so Dan's got a story about somebody that has, you know, I guess they got vaccinated, and then they've had 80 boosters. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about you guys. Hey, Daniels in uh, Florence, sure. I th- their people are talking. Like here now, I guess the vibe is there's going to be a fourth or a booster, second booster. Have you? Are you? You're you're double vaxed or triple vaxxed?
6: So I am double vaxed, and because I had COVID. Uh, here in Italy, the way it works is they postpone your booster for six months um, because of that. So,
0: oh, okay. so I'm
6: good now because I I, I had COVID over Christmas. Yes, so I'm good until the early part of June. Um, so
0: you know, Timothy, I think that's the same here. I think because Charlie, my firstborn, same thing. Was she? I remember back in November her saying, you know, they because of that they can't get yeah. the booster. And by the way, it also at that time eliminated the need for you to get tested to come back into the country. But uh, I was thinking about you on the weekend. Rachel was reading me a story from the New York times about symptoms of the new variant versus the old one. And one of the things they talk about, and this isn't new to this particular variant, but it's been part of the pandemic, you know, vernacular is your blood oxygen levels. Sure and how when you get the vid, that's a very serious, a lot of people experience a serious drop in their blood ox values. And while she was talking, I said, well, do you want to know what yours are? And she said, what do you mean? I said, the watch... The health gauge? I said, here, let's do it. I took the watch off, put it on her wrist, and in, 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 in seconds you get, the. it's under uh, SPOTO2, which is your blood ox, and, and it's supposed to be in the high 90s. COVID patients report blood oxygen levels dropping into the 70s and 80s anyway. Mm. It is interesting that, that. and I said to her, you know, it's funny, this watch is so interesting. It's so accurate, because I've tested it against the cuff at shoppers, Mm-hmm. But uh, that is just one aspect of the health gauge system, Tim. Yeah,
6: that is very true. Um, and, and it's it's absolutely uh, critical. Um, uh, you know, for example, when uh, President Trump got rushed to the hospital in the helicopter, everybody remember that scene? And we found out after the fact it was because in a, in in a matter of of you know minutes his blood uh, his blood oxygen level dropped from you know the mid 90s which is normal down to the low 80s and that was it as soon as that happened they got him in the helicopter and got him into uh into the hospital because um you can die within hours of that it, it's it's absolutely critical so so that's uh that's definitely one of the benefits of these little babies here
2: so in these times of covid and you have a watch. If you looked one day and you were in the mid seventies, you might think, "Oh, I, maybe I should
6: get tested." Yeah, you bet. Wow, you, you, you bet you will. And I, you know, I fortunately because you know I've never been a smoker and uh, I've stayed fairly active all my life and all that, and so. Mm-hmm. My blood oxygen level is is always really good, except no, and it was still good, but it was lower than usual. About a month back, we went skiing, and so you know I was up around the uh, uh, twenty eight hundred meter elevation, and uh, you know of course there's less oxygen up there, and skiing hard, and uh, and I just happened to just for fun check, and and it was about five points lower than what it normally is because of you know because of that.
1: Cause
6: of the huh. So, so it, it actually does give you a, an accurate reading, which I, I guess when when your readings are always in the normal range, uh, you, you know, sometimes you wonder, is this damn thing even working? Yeah, exactly. You get into a situation like yeah. that and you say, "Oops, yeah, yeah it is working. Yeah. Well,
0: is, uh, the Fred man's clicking at 99 right now. Yeah, same with yeah. me. Um, and by the way, I did this, i t- talking about getting, you know, I'll go to the, now that shoppers, once they allowed you to use that cuff again, because in the early days of the pandemic, they shut it down. I just wanted to see if it was close yeah. to what I was getting on the health gauge. And I did yeah. my health gauge yesterday. My blood pressure was like 115 over 75, which is pretty much in the normal range, mm-hmm. 120 over 80. Yeah, but, I, but I've but i done it, Tim. I've done it at shoppers and then compared it to the watch, and it's pretty much bang on. It's within such a small percentage. And that really is one of the things about this health gauging. I think that's an interesting question. If you saw that your blood ox or your blood pressure was way out of whack and you would feel something, um, it would be nice to have this watch and i think we talked about this just because you were on recently this is this is the way of the future it, it's not like sometime when everyone's going to have one of these it's just a matter of which what is it you're looking to do and i mean with some of the cheaper entry-level ones you're just looking for steps and calories burned but this stuff for uh, especially for our age group of human beings yeah
6: well, yeah, I, I t- next level stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, know, I t- uh,
2: touched on this last week. To me, it's a great motivator. It's like, ooh, 200 steps today. I better have a few thousand tomorrow yeah. or look at my blood pressures up a bit. What's going on? Too much salt. Yeah. What have I been doing or whatever
6: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. to correct it's, it, it it's, the next day? Yeah, that's right. It's this little, you know, personal coach whispering <laughs> in your ear uh, or on your wrist that's uh you know, giving you some uh, immediate feedback saying, you yeah, know, yeah, things are look, look great or, yeah, things aren't so great. Let's uh, let's look into this further. You know, so it's it's, it's a it's a great little uh, aid for sure.
0: Um, and I don't really like we've, we've told people to get it. Uh, now, if you go to healthcage.com, Humble Fred HG is the promo code and 15 percent off is what you get. I've had a couple of emails with your buddy Blake. there it's a guy that works with Tim. What I love about, and listener, I had a listener question, one of our Facebook listeners had a question about the watch. They bought the watch. And what I'll say is this, anytime there's been an issue, whatever that issue is, the health gauge people are so responsive. Um, I get in touch with Blake, Blake gets in touch with somebody here in Canada, and next thing you know, all the, any kind of tech support, any kind of question about the watch seems to get dealt with so nicely. And I don't know if that is that part of the policy of just how you deal with customers
6: yeah we absolutely um uh you know I've got a really good you know team behind me on the support side and they're, you know, really responsive and, uh, and, we, and we understand that, that you know, people just want stuff like this to work, you yeah. know? Um, you know, I once had a conversation with a good friend of mine who's a real techie and I was all over him as to why he was using Apple products when, you know, the, 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 the PC or the Android is far more configurable and his answer was so... Perfect, and that's that. He says, you know, you turn it on, it just works, and that's what people want. They Mm -hmm. just want it to work, and uh, and that's the the. This sort of uh, uh, experience that we want for our users as well. We, we don't want them to have to mess with it and play with it and figure things out. We just want you it know, to give some immediate, usable feedback that uh, that, that just works. Um, you know, So that, that's what it's all about.
0: And um, once again, if you want to get a hold of uh, people at HealthGage, go to HealthGage.com. Tim Daniels, I wish you the best of this day. Uh, I'm going to send you a note about a little Freddie and I. will have a little meeting. If you have some time later in the week, that would be great. Absolutely. And uh, once again, humble Fred. By the way, what are the temperatures there? Do we ask you this? Do they start already in the 20s? Uh,
6: they have been. Let's see. Right now it's 15, so it's it's climbing back up. We went through two, three days of rain, and the temperatures dropped down to this miserable 11, 12 degrees, and now it's inching back up towards 20. So mm-hmm. thank goodness for that ready for
0: spring yeah we are too aren't we all tim yeah Yeah. apparently it's supposed to warm up here freddie in the next couple of days and then who knows Mm -hmm. although it has snowed here in may so let's not you know change our snow tires yet uh all right timothy take care i'll talk to you soon man
6: all right guys Kira. it's always a pleasure okay take it easy buddy
0: Oh, I think I've got the uh, weather network up there. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, da, da, da. Dan I was gonna. I was gonna throw the pizza dough line at him, but I thought, man, it might get awkward if he didn't understand. You know? Well, listen, it's so universally funny. I'm sure he'd laugh. Yeah. I was going to say something to him about maybe the health cage, all that's missing is a tiny camera to go up my pee hole, but I thought, mm-hmm. you know, I'll leave that alone mm-hmm. because he is a client. He is mm-hmm. my friend, but he's also a client. You can't take too many liberties. Mm-hmm. Dan Duran can actually take it. They, for Dan Duran's wiener, they could take a Nikon and you just look up there, you know. <laughs> just,
1: <laughs> oh, why you,
0: Take the Hubble.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh. <laughs> oh, don't, you know, why you take it too far? Why do you take it too far? Yeah. Oh, the hubba! It's not that big. I thought <laughs> Fred <laughs> was going to say you take it too far, and now he's... Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Fred's Nothing. not going to say that.
0: Oh yeah, Fred's. Just, <clears throat> yeah, nothing's too far for the Fred man. Anyway, <laughs> uh, is it time for?
6: No. Here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hell big wang the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. <gasps>
1: Dan Durand, the the man, comes and for credentials, he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan the the Anchorman's here, he's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so
3: he don't care, and his voice is nice and low. My voice is nice and low. And no. now,
0: live from a beautiful lakeside chateau. Looking out over his ice sculptures, the
3: he's the master of his <laughs> ice domain. It is Humble and Fred Anchor, Dan Duran. At a time when Putin's shooting civilians as a retreat, Sarah Palin announcing a run for Congress with Trump's thumbs up, and a U.S. with uh, eight mass shootings over the weekend. Lots going on. But let's talk about a German man who got the COVID vaccine more than 87 times. Yeah. Now, you might think that this is done to prove how safe the vaccine is, really, to shine a light on it. Anti-vaxxers' ridiculous stand on it being poison, but no, he's a crook. He sold his German vaccination records to anti-vaxxers, who didn't want to get the shot themselves. They pay the man to go get it on their behalf. What? <laughs> According to police, the man went to three different vaccination clinics a day and presented his name and birth date. And I guess because of the way they track it there, it wasn't caught. Uh, The scheme was busted after an employee at one of the clinics recognized him because like repeat business is not a usual thing at a fax clinic. Well, he would have used different birthdays, the birthdays of the
2: people that he was covering for or sitting in for. So it would be hard for them to track
3: that, I guess. Well, I think he wasn't presenting his uh, health card. And I yeah. guess they were, like, trying to get vaccines out as easily as yeah, possible to everybody. Right. So it was easy to scam the system. Mm-hmm. They don't have a national database on S- vaccines. Uh, excuse me, did
0: he get poked? 80, he took 87 vaccines? Yeah. Uh, you know... <laughs> and he ain't dead? Yeah, you know... <laughs> no, if, and, but the thing is, though, like, if he did get sick or die, the anti-vaxxer would be like, See? The vaccine will kill you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I know, I know. It's just, uh, I don't, I don't... Yeah. You know, that's a whole new adventure for all of us, eh? Oh, yeah. As we start to ing- intermingle, you're going to be sitting in groups of people where this subject isn't going to come up, and somebody's going to say, yeah, you got it, because, yeah, you, you know... I didn't enough research. And then how are you going to handle that? Because that, that, that's, that's the next thing we're going to be going through.
0: You yeah. talk about being around people, it'll be, get to the point where it's like, I wish I wasn't around people. <laughs> uh, maybe. I, I don't know. It's funny because, uh, because of the high numbers of vaccine, uh, vaccination, whatever, mm-hmm. people bought into it. I don't really know. I don't know anybody in my personal circle. I know somebody. Just outside, who has yeah. a bunch of people in their personal circle yeah. that aren't vaccinated? But I don't know anybody yeah. like Dave or Dan or you. No,
2: but you're about to find out. Yes, sir. As, grou- as groups get larger. Speaking of Sarah Palin, I, I, we mentioned on the show, right? She's she's dating Ron Dugay, the former. Yeah, you New mentioned York that New York oh, yeah, Rangers player. Man, yeah. What the fuck? What is that conversation over dinner? Jesus Christ, man.
0: He's obviously just wants to bang her. Gee. Well, you which, think
6: which is a conversation
3: you're
0: <laughs> yeah. talking about? Jimon du Duguet and, and Sarah Palin. What's the, what are they talking about at dinner? <laughs> yeah. Like you think, you know, he's
2: be somewhat of a normal fucking human being. Like like how do you sit there and listen to that? She must be a real, real good
0: bone. She must be a real good bone. Wow, it's hard to believe you're not a on the CTV national news with this kind of insightful commentary. (laughs) (laughs) And now here's Fred. And now with a a look at the political scene, here's Fred Patterson. What the fuck are those guys talking about? She must be a good fucking (laughs) boney. Well,
2: speaking of which, like even her, you know, that hickey delivery she has, like that farmer delivery, her voice, like, Mm -hmm. can you imagine listening to that voice and the nonsense that comes with it? Like, I don't. It, it must don't
0: be know, something. Know. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, uh, by she the way, she's a good bone, as you say. Yes, oh, she's, a good, she's a good bone. Eh? She her Like, what, what, who's a bad bone? Really? You know, it's all pretty good. Well, she's uh, probably pretty, You know, it's, she's probably I mean, pretty, I. It's probably a pretty good hog washer too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Fred. And now uh, here's and now with a 14-day forecast. Thank you for that commentary. Oh, and one more thing. She probably can secondize dick. I can see Ron Dugay's dick from my mouth. Speaking of uh, dunderheads, apparently, and we don't have time today, but. I do have some audio from some of the women at a Trump rally on the weekend and there's the story is not just how fucking stupid all these people are and they cl- I have another clip of some guy who goes to all the rallies and collects badges and shit it's just it's quite it really is more like a cult the more you find out about it but oh, apparently yeah. the scary thing is this that on the weekend or the the tone of the Trump rallies are are changing from the grievances around the 2020 election and apparently the one of the people that's been covering him for a while said oh he's now starting to sound more like a candidate than a mm-hmm. conspiracy idiot but uh I thought is that that's probably not great news here if you're interested is how uh here's a woman at a Trump rally Asked why, you know, we've talked about this. This is, will be interesting. It's only a short clip of why she loves Donald Trump. Get ready to throw up in your mouth.
7: Why do you love President Trump?
6: Well, he's honest. He's a Christian. He's um, anti abortion. And he calls it like it is. He says what all of us are thinking. And not too many people can do that.
0: Yes. He's honest. <laughs> he's a Christian. He's anti abortion. That's all you need to know about why do people follow this man? Because he's they none think of those things. What well, they think he's those. honest, though. Like imagine that he's honest because they haven't read. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get too far into this, but it shows you if you don't avail yourself of information, or you think any information about your guy is mm-hmm. fake news. Mm-hmm. But how you could think he's a Christian? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you guess. I guess you'd have to believe all that stuff about the porn star mm-hmm. and all the wives and the divorces. Mm-hmm. I guess you think that's all made up.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, we're we're about to get a taste of it here. Okay? I know. The provincial election is June second, right? Is it not? It is. Okay. It's June second. Sure. It's June. There's something called the New Blue Party of Ontario, and once the election kicks off, brace yourself because. It's a whole lot of that from this party. And all what you know, what the what they're gonna serve to do, I guess is maybe on some level split the conservative vote in Ontario. I don't know how much action they'll get, you know, at the ballot box, but again, it's a long list, it's a it's like a freaking creep show, these people. You know, Theron Flurries, one of their spokesmen. Yeah. So just brace yourself. We're gonna hear this shit. It's gonna happen right here in Ontario. And they're gonna try and get the ear of the Dumb people like that,
0: like that woman you just played.
2: Yeah. Well, Anti- I thought you, abortion. You know the the racist dog whistles. It'll all be there.
0: You just watch. I thought what you were going to say is uh, Pierre poliev <clears throat> Yeah. Pierre poliev Apparently, his rallies are starting to resemble Trump rallies. That element is all there you know i haven't heard any and i and again
2: we're not going to have a a federal election now till 2025 it appears because of the coalition the you know unofficial coalition but uh you know maybe that's a good thing because that'll be two or three years where people you know wise up to it here in canada but this this ontario one's going to happen quickly over the next couple of months and it's probably going to be sickening. It's a father and or it's a husband and wife team. I forget what their names are. Yeah, and it's all based on that bullshit. They, you know, the rally in Ottawa was great, and the vaccines are bullshit, and
0: on and on and on. Well, I tell you what, if you want a fun day, uh, spend a little time on Theo Fleury's Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. Um, I just—it's re- unfucking believable. Like, yeah. I don't know what happened to that guy. I mean, we've met him, we've had him on the show, but he is so far into this. Like one of the things I saw from him on the weekend, I'm just trying to find it now. But basically, somebody was asking him to come here to Ontario to be part of a fundraiser for a charity that, you know, he thought he would like to get Theo to come and be part of. And Theo's response was, "Well, I'm not allowed to fly in communist whatever the whatever shit was, but he's not a, allowed to fly." because of, you know, he's not vaccinated. There's a guy not fucking vaccinated. And, you know, um, know, his whole thing. I I don't know what happened to him. He's retweeting Laura Ingraham, and he's talking about, you know. Well,
2: you speak about wanting to slap a guy. Yeah. Um, This is a guy. And to me, this is very, very unpatriotic. It's pissing on your own country. Like he goes on Fox News. Oh, yeah. You know, criticizing our democracy, criticizing our freedoms, all bullshit, but he's spewing that stuff on Fox News. Way to go. Nice, great Canadian guy, Mm. you arsehole. And again, he's part of this New Blue Ontario that's having some online rally in the next few days. And uh, somebody else, another spokesman for them is a guy that we used to have on the show named uh, Richard Surratt. Oh, yeah.
0: Here's uh, Trump. uh, Here's another thing Flurry tweeted. Is Trump speaking on the weekend to the Michigan rally? I want
6: to renegotiate the deal because it's no good for them, which makes me feel good, frankly. And they shouldn't do it. He says, get rid of Trudeau. Deal Mexico and.
0: Yeah, get rid of Trudeau. So he thought he would highlight that.
6: Anyway.
2: Theo, you asshole. Let's get him on the show. Such an he asshole, wouldn't and I show. know he went through a lot as a kid and everything. Well, but yeah. you know what? He's an adult now. He's standing
0: on his t- own two feet. Shut the fuck up, you asshole! And like, now with seriously. more commentary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that uh, he's turned himself into this anti-vax crusader. You know who you don't hear much about anymore is uh, this Chris Guy character. I haven't heard much about him lately. Whatever. Is he, is he in jail? Did he go to? No. You know what I heard? Did he quit? Dad- no i heard his dad came down on him
2: oh daddy like a, there was an intervention mm. apparently his his father eventually said okay enough that's it enough stop yeah and that's what
0: happened yeah i haven't heard from him in a while christopher mm-hmm. sacocia hey dan duran yeah i know you have another story of interest to all please can we get you to do it now
3: Dan second story of interest to all. MLB is playing with new tech to allow catchers to electronically signal pitchers. It's called Pitchcom, which sounds like a Vegas convention. But with the Pitchcom system, the catcher wears a wristband with nine buttons for calling the pitch and location. And then there's a receiver in the pitcher's cap and another one in the catcher's helmet and multiple languages are available for the encrypted channel. It's being tested by big league teams during spring break or spring training, rather. And uh, the current plan is to work it into the AA level this summer. But if it's got uh, really good uh, reviews, it may end up uh, in, uh, in the majors. The intent is to stop signal stealing. And also, I found this interesting, to speed up the game. I didn't know that was slowing the game down very much. Not that I follow the game very much at all.
2: It's funny you said spring break. All I can imagine is you know a guy on second base shot getting a beer.
0: <laughs> um, they so, have time. So yeah. the, the, no spring
2: training. Yeah, I saw it yesterday.
0: Yeah. So the catcher has a little headset or something, and the, and and or is it? Is he just texting the, the pitcher? Is he?
2: No, it's what Dan said. There's a, they were talking. I watched a bit of the game yesterday, Jays and Yankees, and. Uh, yeah, the catcher has this little wristband, and it has buttons. And rather than you know when he crouches with the with the finger signals, right? He's just traditionally hitting a button. he just hits this button, and a little speaker in the pitcher's cap tells him what pitch. And then same thing. Pardon
0: me. Well, no, I'm just keep going because I'm curious because I, I want to ask a couple of questions. Go ahead. <laughs> well, and the idea is, you know,
2: it's a, it's been a big issue. Over the past few years, sign uh, stealing, and uh, apparently this it can alleviate that, and as they say, speed up the game. Well,
0: that's the thing. Uh, How is okay? Well, okay. First of all, the signs are pretty. I thought the signs were fairly rudimentary. I mean, really, there's inside. You know, what what are you asking for? You're asking for a fastball inside, or you're asking for a, a curveball ball. Outside, I mean, r- up away, up, up and away. away, so, away yeah. so the pitch, so the catcher's got a, a thing that gives him a series of options. So he's going to call right. low fastball, <laughs> low and away. So there's yeah. a number, and what? So inside the pitcher's hat, mm-hmm. he hears just fastball inside or something. Mm-hmm. How does so, yeah. so? Was it really slowing the game down that much? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that part confused me a bit. Uh, to me, it
2: just makes sense from the sign-stealing aspect. But you would think, with technology,
0: couldn't the opposing team intercept that frequency or something? Well, Dan, you said it was encrypted
3: somehow. Yeah, oh. encrypted. But, you know, I, I suppose there's going to be somebody who tries to hack anything. Yeah. And I didn't I mean, realize... It wasn't- wasn't one of the hacking, uh, the stealing, hacking, was somebody who was banging lids in in, uh, yeah. in hallways in or something? Yeah, um, pounding on um, garbage cans
0: in the outfield. Is signs stealing that big a deal? Has that become? Well, yeah, guys lost their jobs over it.
2: Back in uh, whatever World Series that was a couple of years ago in Houston, because they were seeing the signs, were laying it to. They were beaten on a garbage can. And if you watch the the replays of those games, you know, at the time, you can hear it in the background. Like, you know, yeah. so the catcher would say, ask for a fastball down and away. And it would they would have a beat for that. Boom, 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 or something. Wow. And the guys got to know what that was.
0: Yeah, it's just
2: flat out cheating, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's a, a bit. That's why I say a bit confusing to me, because really, if, if you can pick up on what. The is telling the pitcher, like, I don't know. I, I guess it's cheating. But if you're, let's say you're a runner on base at second and you look and you can, you're looking right down the barrel at the catcher and he flashes two fingers to the side. You know, it's a fastball away. Why? Why is that any different than you signaling to your teammate? Hey, it looks like it's a fastball.
2: Yeah, but you're, you're, do you think it's like a standard sign? <laughs> Every team has different no, I know signs that. for different pitches.
0: Yes, I understand that. Oh, okay. But if you pick it up, if you're a, uh, okay, forget the guy on second base. <laughs> if you're the third base, if you're the third base coach and I, and I, you're my batter and I, and I have a feeling I've seen, I I've started to pick up what it is. I'm not allowed to look at you and go, this looks like a fastball.
1: Oh, no, no, I, I don't
2: know.
0: Like, I don't
2: know. It's the interception of the signs and relaying the message is the problem like you as a player, if you can pick it up, I, I and then,
0: I, no, I didn't mean, I, I, I didn't mean to, didn't mean to yeah. stop everything. I just, thought I always wondered what the big deal was. If I'm able to pick those signals up, what I did want to ask you about, and this is fairly recent within the last 20 years where I believe where coaches in football were relaying plays to their quarterbacks inside a, an intercom system, that's fairly new, is it not? Frederick?
2: Uh, yeah. Well,
0: it's been around for a few years. That's what I'm saying about the last 20 years, but that that yeah. never used to be. I I still remember when I would see a quarterback had this thing on their sleeves with the well, plays on do. them. They still do. But, but that like a, never used to be. No, like yeah, like
2: you know, um quarterbacks who call their a guy like tom brady right he's got the card on his thing because he calls a lot of his own plays right and then in certain situations you'll get a call from the sidelines and there's certain maybe young quarterbacks in the league every every play is called for them really and that's the way it's (laughs) has there been
3: anyone intercepting those signals not that i have heard or know about but um so in in baseball is there a communication between uh the the manager no. and the coach and I don't think those. so. Well, I mean they
0: they they no, re- no, no, no. they give signs from the uh mm-hmm. the dugout to call certain pitches. I'm sure they do. Yeah, they do. could, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Anyway, but again, the 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 protocol or the gentleman's agreement or whatever it is in baseball, there is some some point where you can't be stealing signs and communicating them. You know, if a guy's on second base and he has an idea and he tips the batter off, like uh, is that illegal? Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Hey, have you uh,
2: speaking but of... P- you know a, a few years ago just the Blue Jays were accused of communicating signs from the outfield. Really like having a guy sit on the outfield and make signs. yeah. Um, it was
0: unfounded. Speaking of of sports, have you done all of what you needed to do about your betting? Have you done that? Because I played uh, the commercial.
2: Yes, I just have, have to talk about our friends at the Chambers. Party. But you've done the dog thing for the yes, day? Okay, good. I did uh, yeah, okay. final four.
0: I was, just asking, I was just asking.
2: NCAA is tonight.
0: Okay, all right. I just wanted to make sure because we're going to be talking about a pretty cool uh, thing that's happening as of today in Ontario. Frederick, let's talk about the Chamber Plan first, though.
2: Well, yes, it's uh, Canada's number one uh, plan, group benefits plan for small business. Get a free quote today, Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan. A lot more information over the past couple of weeks. You know, they're getting into uh, HR and uh, mental health uh, assistance, uh, which we've needed through this horrible bout of uh, COVID this last couple of years. Again, they're on top of it. You know, really cutting edge. That's what they are. So if you're a small business and you've thought about a benefits package, go to chamberplan.ca today. Yeah, you can get a free quote today and get a full appreciation of what exactly they're offering. I mean, beyond prescriptions and dental and uh, certain therapies, uh, according to, uh, you know, what level you buy into. There's the teledoc system. It really is something else. It's... uh, Well, it's hard to believe that this is available for small business, but the way it's structured, yeah, it is. Do yourself a favor today. Chamberplan.ca. Did you
0: see that note I just wrote you, down? No. Well, uh, take a look on the chat here. Uh, Zoom chat. Zoom, Zoom.
4: Okay. Um...
0: Big other big story in sports before we leave. Uh, we have an interview coming up here in a minute. I think it's going to be of interest to uh, many uh, people that are in the world of sports betting, but a lot of money being uh, thrown around on whether uh, T.W., the greatest golfer that ever lived of any time, uh, of all time, has is going to play the uh, Masters Tournament, which begins this week. The official start is Thursday, but As of today, everything is going to be about the Masters and the golf world, and Tiger was there last week, walking around, practicing, unlike other PGA tournaments where you have to signal your intention the Friday before the tournament. In the Masters, you do not. He's still listed as past champion in the field. And uh, what he said this weekend is, I plan to go to Augusta. I'm going to spend a few days there. And my participation will be a game time decision. He has a press conference tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. And I'm of the opinion, like a lot of people, that he will be playing. But there is a lot of money being wagered on whether he does, whether he makes the cut. Obviously, as almost I think... No chance of winning, but then again, it's Tiger Woods, so you never know. A lot of people think that there's no way he'd be on the grounds if he didn't think he could play, and he wouldn't play if he didn't think he could compete. But you've said this a bunch of times, and I agree. It makes it interesting. More interesting if he plays and if he doesn't. Whether he can win or not isn't really the issue. It's after all the Mm -hmm. rehab of almost having his leg amputated 14, 15 months ago. It would just be... It just, makes the, it just makes the week better if he's on the grounds playing golf.
2: Well, what do you think of uh, the other, other golfers? So much respect and so much... Um, they thank him so much for the money they earned today that him coming, rolling through there this week and taking all the attention, because let's not kid ourselves, he will take all the attention. He will suck up every bit of attention this week. Would it annoy some players?
0: Or not? I don't think so. I don't think golf works like that. I mean, yeah, listen, there. I think a lot of those guys at that level I think are happy to have the attention off them so that they can just prepare. Uh, what about you? I mean, do you think... Well, obviously, I know you think it'll be more interesting if he's playing, but... Yeah, it'll be soon time for him to be... You know, it's, he's in his...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mid forties now. I think he's forty five, forty six. It's almost time for him to be done. Generally, at this time of uh, his stage, Dan. What were we gonna ask?
3: Oh, I was just gonna say it might be kind of interesting just to have him. I mean, the interest uh, will be focused on golf again because he's he's you know there's this question of whether or not he's going to play or not. But yeah. also, it's a kind of the underdog thing, right? Well, maybe oh, yeah. Come back, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he came back in 2019 and won his
0: 15th major, first major in 11 years, and it was historic, blah, 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 golf. But, you know, I mean, in the real world, it doesn't mean much. It just makes it more interesting if you're a golf fan.
2: See, to me the biggest attraction of the masters is yeah. the azaleas.
0: I no, just love seeing them in full bloom. <laughs> what about the what about the dogwoods? Do you enjoy the dogwoods too? I know oh,
2: it's the azaleas, oh. they
0: just yeah. I just love to see
2: that in, see them in full bloom. Yeah, I I know. How do they do that? How do they just time it so perfectly Big. that they're at their robust peak b- during the masters?
0: You know how they do it? How the- they bring them in, they plant them. They don't just magically bloom the first week of every April. The oh, own, Howard, you're, you're, wrecking, you're destroying it. Now I'm not going to watch the match. Oh, no! Uh-huh. All right, well, listen, thank you, Dan Duran, oh. for your news. Uh, mm. Dan will hang around to uh, hopefully finish the show. But first, this... Today's a day that a lot of Ontarians have been waiting for, Friedrich, the arrival of legalized online gambling in the province. That's right, you can lay your bets both on E and traditional sports with licensed operators starting today. But in a field of new entrants dominated by foreign-based operators, we're excited to have the uh, CEO from one of the few local companies launching today. He is the um, he's the CEO of Toronto-born, uh, headquartered, and listed Rivalry Corp. Uh, the name is Stephen Salts, And Stephen, welcome to the show.
7: Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate
0: well, it. thank you. I mean, launching uh, this, it's very interesting, this subject. Launching in your hometown is something to celebrate. How exciting is this for you and your company, Rivalry?
7: It's great. I mean, we're, yeah, we, we started in a basement in Chinatown in Toronto, and then we, we got a slightly better office, built an international team. But being based here, we've never been able to operate here, offer our services legally here whatsoever. So yeah, spending a couple of years like, building our company here, hiring locally, building a team, investors, taking the company public on the uh, Toronto Stock Exchange, all that kind of stuff, and never being able to uh, offer our service to anybody here, let alone our investors even interact with the product whatsoever, our staff is... Has been weird, so yeah, it's super exciting, obviously for sure.
2: Yeah, and this is very interesting because I think when people think about online betting, they think immediately of the uh, the big four, the uh, the traditional sports, but esports,
7: like there's a market for esports wagering on esports as well. Esports is competitive video games, and in most places, in most places now, like if you go around the world, where esports is a little more mature, I'd say than probably Canada or North America. Among people under the age of twenty-five, under the age of thirty, it is more popular than sports. Wow, so, isn't that wild? Man. Um, and the viewership. So, like the average week, the average weekend viewership for any of the top three esports exceeds the average viewership of the last five Stanley Cup finals. Final <laughs> Jesus,
0: yes. yeah. I, I, I want you to fill us in a little bit. What are we talking about here? What are esports? Right.
7: It's 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 really just competitive video gaming. It's not the stuff that people think, though. So it's not like NHL or Madden or any of this stuff. It's not like the traditional sport that's played in a in a competitive game. It's the um, it's games like a game called League of Legends, which is a five versus five kind of fantasy strategy game. It's a game called Counter Strike, which is a five versus five shooting game, and a wow. game called Dota, which is another five versus five strategy game. So it's not. Yeah, I think I think people get confused. It's not like the sports game. It's not the sports video games, right? Um, because they find most people that. Mm -hmm. the video games watch the physical sport it's it's the stuff you know maybe you see your kids playing or stuff on YouTube etc so
2: so would you wager against each other or would you watch Bob from Peterborough and uh, Ned from Hamilton you would bet on
7: who would win a match is that how it works yeah so, so the thing we've been saying is People who watch hockey are watching two teams play each other in a thing that right. you like. When you watch eSports, you're watching two teams play each other in a thing that you like. It's the same thing. It okay. a great comic we used to include in some of our invested material where a dad goes to like his son or something watching uh competitive gaming on his computer screen. He goes, I don't know how you can watch that. And he goes and sits back at the couch and like throws popcorn in his mouth and the NFL game is on. It's, yeah. the, it's, it's the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. talk
0: a little bit about the business. There are 30 licensed operators ready to launch here in Ontario. What makes your company stand apart from all this other competition?
7: Yeah, one well, it's I mean, we definitely have an extremely deep esports offering, we probably will probably be one of the few companies I'm assuming launching in the first couple of weeks with an esports offering at all. Uh, number two, just very like modern user experience. The analogy we use for Canadians is kinda like a wealth simple versus like Scotia iTrade, where you know, it's just a platform built by like young engineers, young team for people under the age of thirty just coming into these consumer experiences. That's just like fundamentally different. And then yeah, the brand is super relevant. We've got a very bizarre, meme-y, shit posty, insane brand that resonates pretty well with, with the demo that we target.
0: Yeah. Perfect
2: now you've billed yourself as one of the most engaged brands yes i mean that's that's a pretty lofty claim so explain (laughs) yourself
7: so our measured monthly engagement we've got 20 plus social media properties content properties because if you're if you're a consumer brand targeting people under the age of 30 you have some chance to be a media company as well this old like madman style Mm of marketing like doesn't it just it doesn't work doesn't resonate so engagement for us is yeah like a like a comment people like actually engaging with us not just like impressions mm-hmm. we we do almost more than the aggregate of our entire peer group per month uh, so the brand globally is like extremely engaged in
0: well I mean your campaign rolling out uh, this week is called something uh, I think it's thoughtfully bizarre which yeah. you know I think you stole from us because we're we're actually. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just bizarre whether we think about it or not what uh <laughs> not thoughtful at all. not thoughtful at all but okay. just bizarre what uh why do you guys say that and how does that resonate what's that all about
7: yeah our some of our promo campaigns somebody covered it the other day they described watching it as they said it's like watching the movie sausage party on acid <laughs> <laughs> <And we> got, <laughs> I like that uh, movie yeah yeah and I imagine it on acid so we I, I think like everything now, especially for like Gen Z and young millennials, everything is satirical and everything is, um, you know, me worthy and ridiculous and nothing is taken seriously. I think that's just like the nature of our brand. Yeah, It's gone
0: beyond irony now. It's just. Yeah.
7: Yeah. yeah. So like we're like we're just very steeped in that. And I'd say we're kind of like Pirate Bay to everyone else's like Hollywood. Got it. You know what I mean? Like that's 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 our thing.
2: Yeah. So millennials and Gen Z are drawn uh, to rivalry for them, say for those people, what makes it more appealing than, uh, say, OLG or ProLine Press, uh, Plus, anything like that?
7: Yeah, like we, we feel like the thing that they grew up with in the video games that they played and it was built by people that did all those things and grew up in the same generation as them. Um, and the OLG just feels like it feels like you know your parents' bank trying to mm-hmm. be cool to the kids. It, it's 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 just it's really difficult to do. Like they do some good stuff, but it's it's just very difficult to then all of a sudden like change who you are. So um, it, it's just like fundamental brand affinity, and this is just the thing that happens. Like the cycles of technology, really.
0: Well, I mean, and this isn't. I'm just going to go off note for a second and just make sure. this observation to uh, Stephen is that, you know, the people that market OLG and Proline, they're, they're fine, but they're marketing to their base. You guys are marketing to a base that, to be honest with you, you know. He and I together are nearly 300 years old. I mean, I, we can't, you know, it's, it's hard to relate. Even, even back to what you were talking about, betting on esports. Like, honestly, I honestly had no idea for a second there what we were talking about, which is why rivalry is so of the moment. But you guys are doing something that seems traditional. you got a $100 signing bonus or a sign-on bonus, yep. which compared to your competitors is uh, relatively small. What is up with
7: that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty low. Some of our competitors are probably going to go out with like a thousand bucks or more, hundreds of dollars. The thing that we've always done as part of, no matter what, our customer base is younger. Um, you know, still of age, but they're definitely younger. We've always wanted to just be like transparent and ethical. So the problem with a lot of the sign-on bonuses is what's hidden in the fine print is you have to roll over your money many, many times. So you place a bet, but they don't uh-huh. let you like unlock those funds until you've rolled it over again and again. And it uh-huh. creates a really risky, toxic behavior that is very bad for the user. It's good for the sports book. It's like, it makes business sense. Sure. Really bad for the user. We just don't do that. So we're just, our, our rollover requirement though, to get the $100 is by far the lowest. So you can actually get the money and have an experience on library, right. but we're not, we don't want people to think we're giving away free money because that's what the other guys do. It's never free, ever.
2: Yeah, and you've likened Rivalry to uh, being more of an entertainment company. Uh, are we going to see uh, gambling become less transactional
7: through yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think like the, the stigma's coming down. It's kind of like cannabis, right? I think with cannabis legalization, it removed the stigma of the whole thing. And I think what's happening now with kind of a next generation coming into sports betting, they just don't use it like their parents did. They use it more mm-hmm. like uh, what they spend on Uber Eats in a week. It's... It's just more, um, yeah, it's just more entertainment-based, lower stakes. It's it's not what it was, which we think is healthier, mm-hmm. um, but it also works for us as a business. So.
0: Well, I, I think it's interesting you say it's healthier. You know, Fred and I have talked a lot about, you know, some of the responsibility around gambling. And you think, yeah. you know, it's, a lot of times it's people that can ill afford it that are yep. being, you know, taken advantage of. How do you guys and Rivalry you know, weigh in on that, you know, encouraging your You know, you want people to use your site, obviously, but not to overindulge. Where's that line?
7: Yeah, I I think it's the nature of how we set the limits, even the bonusing, right? Like the the way I just described the bonusing is a way to kind of connote a certain level of responsibility in our approach. (laughs) And also, it, when I say it makes business sense, like being completely practical, it does. Whereas when you when you put somebody into like a negative behavioral loop, mm-hmm. you may make a little bit of money on them in the short term, but then they're gone and you've created a negative habit for the long term for them. We don't ever want to do that. It just doesn't work. We want it again. Like this is like, our whole thesis is we spend on Uber Eats or Netflix subscription per month. That's what you should spend sports spending. That's it. So everything in the product is designed from an education perspective, the way we set the bonus thing, the way we set limits, everything is to be like that. And it works better for us. We'd rather have a thousand people betting $20 that have a couple of whales uh, or whales that we've created betting thousands of dollars. It's just, uh, we don't want to be in that business.
0: Well, and, and it makes sense too, because you know, with a thousand people using it in an entertainment manner, like Uber eats or Netflix, they're going to be there month after month after month. Sure. But if you get them to bet big and burn out early, mm-hmm. you actually are betting you're all, you're sort of betting against yourself because you're going to lose those people and they're not going to come back.
7: Yeah, there's like this frenetic pace in the industry where everyone is like basically shooting their like money cannons at each other, like competitors trying to get higher and higher bonuses. Mm -hmm. But it's been now it's pretty evident that that doesn't work as a business model. And it also is not good for the customer at all. So, yeah, it's just nothing you want to get into.
2: Well, there's some great built in integrity here, that's for sure. Now, one of your taglines, bet on Canada, bet on rivalry. Why should investors bet
7: on rivalry? we're one of the only listed companies I think in Canada now that's a pure play so there was the score the score got acquired by a US company so we're essentially actually like the only way I think we're the only sports betting company listed in Canada now, I think. Wow. Um, so that's one thing that's helpful. And number mm-hmm. two, I mean, it's just, you know, the average user on Rivalry is twenty four twenty five. The average user on most traditional sports book, which includes casinos is in their like early to mid forties. This is just to us like an inevitable generational tidal wave. And it's just a better long-term investment. So that's that's how we build the product. And we think also the business the same way.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's so it's unique, uh, Stephen, in so many ways, you know, this being the day of, I guess, sort of like that day in October a few years ago of legalization yep. of a gray market industry. And as you've said to us sort of in the pre-interview that all it's going to do is bring oversight and accountability to an industry that's, you know, it's not a, this isn't a new industry, but the way rivalry seems to be mm-hmm. approaching it is more of a, an, a, 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 um, of a now kind of approach, more of a modern approach. As I say, you're not trying to hurt people; you're trying to get them to use this as entertainment. Anything else you'd like to tell us about this company that you've created? You punk. <laughs> <laughs>
7: yeah, I, I mean, we've all a lot of, like, really talented people. It's almost 100 people now. We're we're pretty proud of what we're doing. I think um, people also just need to be patient. Like what we're what you saw with cannabis is everyone kind of you know burned out really quickly. Uh, they they too many stores too many licenses people going a little too crazy marketing went too crazy you see it now like it's just it's been burnt out and it was a bit of you know meme in toronto it's like the corner grocery store the corner convenience store is gone i wonder what cannabis shop's gonna pop up like Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) yeah that's right so so what's gonna happen now is the next month or two in toronto specifically in ontario is going to feel like new jersey new york people are going to be inundated with sports betting ads we don't I think for us the like, people should know like that's just not what we're looking to do. Like we want to be here in 5, 10 years and we're not looking the next couple of weeks are going to be exciting like we're excited but we're we're trying to build like long-term brand equity and just continue to build like a great business um, in Toronto to be honest. So we're we're very long-term oriented. We're not going to do anything um, too rash um, and try to be patient. So yeah, we're excited. So as of
2: today, where do you find Rivalry? You go to rivalry.com. That's it.
0: Awesome. awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the Toronto Venture Stock Exchange, the symbol is RVLY. Yep. And uh, Stephen Saltz, the CEO of Rivalry, wants you to uh, take note of all of this. I like the idea that. Uh, I was just wrap up by saying it seems that you have a responsible approach to a, an industry. That is often maligned by, again, you don't yeah. want to hurt people. You want people to have an entertainment experience, not just, you know, gambling until they have no more money.
7: That's right. It's uh, we think the stigma is going to come down over time. And that's that's what we're really trying to do. Sure. OK. Yeah.
0: Hey, man, listen, I uh, hope you enjoyed yourself. We'd love to have you on the show. What a uh, good piece of information here on this day in Ontario. And uh, once again, it's RVLY on the uh, Toronto Venture Stock Exchange. And how do people find out more once again?
7: Yeah, just go there, follow me on Twitter, my full name. That's another way to see what we're up to. Uh, but yeah, rivalry.com, is, we'll have everything you need. All right, Stephen. Well,
2: congratulations. Appreciate
7: it, guys.
0: Yeah, it's, you know what, Fred and I are often fascinated by... You know, smart human beings who uh, mm-hmm. are doing <laughs> are doing are doing great things, and we're like, "What have we done?" Oh yeah, <laughs> we're just you doing the humble and Frederick, and Frederick show. Oh yes, we <laughs> do. Hey, Steve, nice seeing you, my friend. Hope you enjoyed that. Hey, see you, see What's you guys. There's Steven Saltz of Rivalry. Thanks. Take care, my friend. <laughs> uh, before we leave today, are you signed up for Noom yet? Are you going to sign up?
3: I I started the uh I wasn't prepared for the uh I it's cuz it's a process you go through to to uh you know your weight and everything else. I didn't have all the answers ready, so I'm going to do that today.
0: You went and got a scale, right?
3: I bought a scale, yeah. Okay. Shows the weight. Um It shows uh,
2: weight.
0: <laughs> it
3: shows your fucking- weight.
0: Grated. Really?
3: What did Grated you think from, it
6: was
0: going to show? it from a scale of 1 to 10. <laughs> oh,
6: yeah.
0: oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on your, your bit there. I was more focused on the fact that his thing... Of, they, this is one of the smartest people we know who went, yeah, I bought a scale. It shows weight. Yeah. God damn it, Dan. Choose
3: kilograms or pounds.
0: So are you, you... Okay, can you... Listen, yeah. we've tried to make it as easy for you as possible. To sign yeah. up for noon. no,
3: I, I just uh, I wasn't ready with the weight uh, with all the things they ask you. There's, right. You know, when you're signing up online, there's a lot of questions, there's a survey you go through. That's you know
2: probably yeah, well, about we five did or ten minutes. Yeah, we, we
0: did oh, it.
3: We took ten minutes.
0: Oh yeah. You know, like, and ask
3: for your yeah. weight, you go stand on the scale and you put it in. <laughs> and then you know what your height is. Like I didn't have a scale till just recently. I'm preparing myself, okay, right. so now I can okay. tell weight.
0: This isn't going to oh. turn into like you not going, the like how you won't go on Boone's no.
3: show. It'll just be like. Not at all. All right. Not at all. It's all
0: All ready to go. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to uh, your Noom journey starting soon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks to uh, Bill Brio. Thanks to uh, everybody for listening tomorrow on the program. Why don't we do another show? I don't see why we wouldn't. Tomorrow, Dr. Uchi Odiatu returns to this program. It's been a while since we've talked to Uchi. A lot of stuff going on in his life.
2: Wait a minute now, Dan. See, connections. He's a dentist. Maybe we'll get him to do Clifford. Clifford. Oh, good idea.
0: Yes, <laughs> he would do that. He would do us that favor. He'd rip out all his teeth. Yeah. Well, why don't you ask him that tomorrow? Hey, Uchi. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. hey, Ooch.
1: Hey, Ooch. hey, one Ooch, of our best friends' do, dog dogs. Thing? Yeah.
0: do you do the dog thing? Yeah, yeah. One of our best friends' dogs' teeth need tending too. Can we just roll him into your office one yeah. day with his <laughs> stinky big paws? <laughs> I gave uh, Stan a bath on the weekend. He was filthy. There's a place on Queen Street. You go in. There's like a tub. You turn the thing on. It's like a car wash. Mm-hmm. You do. You put your money in. You just get got there. Rinse. I mean, the soap. or Rinse. Some dry. Great idea. What it a great is a great idea. idea. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's pretty expensive, though, Fred man.
2: Well, what is it nowadays? And did you have to tip someone?
0: No. Oh, and it's nowadays. seventeen dollars $17 for ten minutes.
2: Oh come on! And
3: you did it. <laughs> I knew you'd love that. What? No. You're kidding, right? No. Well, for $17, well, wouldn't you just use your tub?
0: Well, because it's for people who don't want to take their dirty, stinky dog into their own. Listen, I normally, when I'm here on the sketchway, I bathe Stan in the shower with me. Like, I take him in the shower, put him on the floor, I shampoo him. But in the East End, where it's fancy times, we uh, we took him to the dog bath.
3: <laughs> <What> <laughs> <are> the w- <laughs> Take him down to Lake Ontario and throw him in. What's- oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. do that one of the weirdest
2: pictures i have of my dad good old big dick was him in the bathtub in stainer with the dog yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's in the tub and yeah it was like yeah yeah it's a
0: i taker. Uh, i do a double that. taker <laughs> I, I take Stan in, and hey, we have this system, I take him in with me, and once I'm you know, I'm showered, and then I do him, and then I give him to Rachel, and then I get out and dry off quickly, and then the two of us dry him off. But yeah, $17 for 10 minutes of tub time. Well, that's more expensive than a car wash, I think, isn't it? Wouldn't it be? Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Anyway, so was well, all clean. I'll tell you,
2: now. man, I, I was it busy? Oh yeah,
0: oh, yeah, it's a great. Well, this business. is what I
2: love about these downtown people. It's like oh yeah, oh, yeah
0: it's seventeen dollars to wash my. Seriously, and there's three tubs, and of course I'm in there. I'm thinking seventeen fucking dollars, and then I start doing the math. Okay, they have three people at <laughs> one time, uh, four or five times an hour, eight hours, ten hours a day. I'm like, is it Rachel? We should open one of these. <laughs> we should open one of these in the West End. So the
2: thing is, once you've wash stand the next person up like what are they inheriting here like is it well no you... somebody come and clean it in between or something
0: check this out there's actually so they have a circle it's a it's an automated thing and one of one of the last items that you can choose from is mm-hmm. disinfect the tub i thought the same thing for 17 dollars. now i work here i'm <laughs> disinfecting the tub at the end at the end yes as a
3: courtesy to the to... next person wouldn't you want to do that, uh, disinfection on the disinfection in the the beginning? No, it's already been disinfected because the person well, I ahead don't trust of you.
0: The last guy. Well, okay. So what? Guy. Their dog. It's not like the. It's not like a. Uh, he's standing there in mud. It's a steel, metallic tub. It's. Plus, dogs lick each other's assholes. Why would you need to disinfect it? Great point.
1: <laughs>
0: I took him to a, and I, I took. Uh, it's funny you say that. I took him to uh, two dog parks on the weekend, but the one I took him to yesterday. We were. It was a dog, another dog and Stan, and then all of a sudden there was like five or six dogs. And it is interesting, like Stan and his buddy, as dogs would come into the park, literally walk up to Strange and just stick their noses right in their crutch. Of course. Sniff assholes, lick dicks. It's a whole thing, Dad. That's what they do. You know, so...
3: There's there needs to be a special on. of some sort where there's just a dog, you know, walking through a day of a dog's life from the dog point of view. So we'd understand these things like yeah. what's the dog thinking? Well, I know Stan's was thinking, hey, I'm going
0: to go over and smell that other guy's asshole. <laughs> to see what he's been up to. How you doing? What you what you been up to. Uh, all right. There's enough show for uh, anybody. Uh, thanks, everyone. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh,
3: this episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Gig Sky, the retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bow Dog, Health Cage, and GoDaddy. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember to listen tomorrow for more of Fred's great political analysis. Shut up, you asshole, and She Must Be a Good Bone, and I Watched to See the Azaleas will also be available on t shirts. So like and subscribe.